is why you fail. It's a not at celebration update. A not at celebration update. On this episode, Geek Out Loud, he's, he's still upset, he's not at Celebration, and he's also going to do some talking about what Hasbro said today, going to call some people from the usual cast of characters, and, oh, is it time for me to stop? Yes, it's time for you to stop. Okay. What's up, everyone? Steve Glosson here. It's Geek Out Loud, not at Celebration coverage. We have been covering it, though, and watching it all day long. Today, apparently the biggest day of Star Wars Celebration with uh, rumored numbers between 70 and 75,000. Uh, some disappointment with people not getting into panels, but nothing. I didn't hear a lot today. The big talk today was, the, if the from any negative standpoint, was the Celebration store line. A lot of people having some issues with the way the uh, the celebration store uh, has gone down, but you know what? It's to be expected. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be giving Reed Pop their feedback, and so maybe in 2019, wherever celebration hails from, and we'll probably hear about that at the closing ceremonies tomorrow. Uh, it'll be we'll have all those answers. Now, as we um, roll into this episode, we've got people that are going to be on the ground at the 501st Bash. We're trying to coerce Teresa Delgado into uh, stepping away from a podcast meetup and calling and saying hello um, to tell us about the Disney Bash. I want to give a big shout out to um, uh, Sir Steve, not me, not Team Steve, uh, but uh, but Sir Steve's what is it called, Sir Sir Steve's Guide, Sir Steve's Guide, who uh, live streamed the Hasbro panel today. And there's some news from the Hasbro panels for all of the uh, good stuff. But the big news, I think, is Star Wars Rebels, the Star Wars Rebels panel that took place. And we'll be talking about all of that and uh, trying to break down what we got out of all that uh, here tonight. So let's kick things off, though, from the 501st Bash. Uh, we're going to try to call him up and see if he's ready to rock and roll. Uh, I told him 9.05. We're about two minutes early. So we'll see if this works out. He may... Yeah, look at this. Look at this mess. What is happening, my brother from another mother? What's up, my brother? How's things? Good. Are you are you at the 501st Bash, or are you headed there? I'm headed there. I just got to the... I just walked into the Hyatt when you called. So nice. So I am uh, 
plopping myself down for a minute in a quiet corner. Nice. And you just saw um, the first ever Ray cosplayer, member Our of the first Ray, member of the Jedi Council from Rebel Yell, one K, one Geek K yep. on Twitter. Um, so, how was it today, man? I know you got to go to the uh, the Rebels panel. I did. I did. That was a uh, that was the last minute little surprise. Mm -hmm. uh, a uh, you know, someone we knew came by the booth had an extra wristband and uh you know asked and basically the whole delray crew was like eris you're going nice good like, okay good um and then we were you know we had a busy morning we had a, a crazy busy day and i was not gonna go because the booth was so busy and they were mm -hmm. like no go go so did they say that because they know that you do rebel yell and that you uh, needed to no, be there? i just oh. think they know how much i love rebels <laughs> Um, I think my colleague, my, I think my colleagues, especially after the Gulliver's love all weekend and yeah. all past the corns yeah. and stuff, I think they're just kind of tuning out the fact that I, I podcast <laughs> on the side, that I'm a, I'm a, a, a nighttime podcaster. I'm, a not, I'm on the, on the down low. I'm the down yeah. low. Oh um, man. <laughs> but I ran into, uh, I ran into author Michael Kogi on the way over. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's written a lot of stuff for Re uh, a lot of rebels books. Yes. Uh, he wrote the YA force awakens novelization. So, uh, you know, he's, we're just like, Hey, what's going on? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to the rebels panel. And he's like, well, I have an extra special guest badge. Nice. I'm like, I'm like, well, come with me and let's both go. Nice. So we, uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, we didn't get special seating for it, but it let us kind of skip past all the lines Great. and stuff and just Good walk deal. right in. Now, did you? And then uh, I get in there and I got, oh, I've never been to like, and I, we were in the main room, mm -hmm. not one of the satellite rooms where right. they show it on the big screens. Mm -hmm. So we're in the main room and it was, it was bonkers in there. Like all the pre-show hype, there are like lightsabers flashing everywhere and they're bouncing beach balls around and there's a DJ on stage. Yeah, DJ Elliot. DJ Elliot. And uh, they're like shooting t-shirts into the crowd. And like I look up, we finally found seats and I look up at the crowd like, you know, trying to catch t-shirts and like right in the middle of it is our good friend Riley Bland. <laughs> So I was going to try and yell out to him. I'm like, you know what? Even better. I'm just going to snap a picture of this and then tweet it out. That was great. Yeah, that was great. So I, I like tweeted out. I'm like, let's play. Who can find Riley Blanton in this crowd? Mm. So you did you stick around for the episode and everything they showed? Of course. Yeah, yeah. What kind of rebel yeller would I be if I didn't stick around for the episode? Did they? I, I don't want to get into spoilers or anything. But did, I'm not going to spoil it for good, you. Did, you already yelled at me like three times on a text. Well, I was confused it. if I wanted it spoiled or not. I, I was, I was torn. What, what I want to ask though is, is they give any indication as to whether or not they were showing an actual episode that's going to start the season, or, or is they it, didn't tell. They didn't tell us that. Okay. And. And, and it, it could be I look I think it's going to be from early in the season mm -hmm. if it's not the first episode it'll be like the the third or okay. the third or the fifth right okay something like that it's it was part one of a two-part story and they didn't show us oh the second part. they left you on a cliffhanger huh yeah yeah and I'm kind of glad they did sure it gives us something to look forward to it gives us something to talk about nice um, but that piece of teaser art that they showed on the season finale of Rebels Recon. Yes, yeah. Uh, the the Mandalorian helmets and everything, that basically played into this episode. Great. Awesome. 
And uh, the action in it was fantastic. There was some good humor in it. Um, uh, a pretty beloved Clone Wars character, at least beloved to some, makes her return. Oh yeah. Well, uh, Bo Katan was in yeah. the preview yep. that they showed the trailer. Yeah, that yeah. was her. That was her. Great. I mean, look, they're they're. I feel like based on and and again, they do such a good job with these trailers and everything. But I just feel like based on the fact that it's the last season that they're going to be pulling out all the stops. Right. You know, that they're going to be going for broke. And um Well, and Dave Dave talked kind of talked about that on on the stage. Mm-hmm. You know, they went through the, the the whole panel. Um they talked a little bit about the previous season and then they started getting into hints about the new season. And uh and then um and then Dave kind of just took the mic and got up and walked to the front of the stage and he kind of talked to us like it's going to sound corny, but sort of like a parent sitting sure. down to yeah. like deliver bad news to the kids. <laughs> yes, I was watching, and that's a great and, and example. Look, every, that's exactly what it was. Knew. Yes, it, it, yeah. it was no. I don't think it was any secret. The feeling was out there that mm-hmm. this was going to be the last season. Yeah, um, and you know, he basically said that. And the thing that was really funny was he he kind of joked around. He's like. He's like, it'd be nice to finish the show the way I want to finish it right. instead of having it taken away from Right. Me. He, I think the quote you was... Know, making reference like, to the Clone Wars. Yeah, he's like, I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to have to end the show before you're ready to. Yeah, that yeah. was it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and so, yeah, he was real classy. Dave is, listen, Dave Filoni, give him Star Wars. I do, You know, I mean, I love Dave. And I think Dave's got such a good head on his shoulders about the way he does things. And he's able to have a certain detachment from uh from all of it and still you know create it you know still have a love for it but have a detachment from what's being created enough to you know to to end something like this look i think more than anyone dave has assumed the mantle of star wars from george i agree i 100 percent agree and Um, that room there was so much love to him and mm -hmm. to the cast yep in that room and then you know, after that announcement, then basically they went into the trailer, and oh my lanta! Yeah, it didn't help. I, I just I and the, the first time they played the trailer in the room, the audio was kind of wonky on it, mm. so it was it was hard to make out Harris' dialogue. They only had it come, they didn't have it coming out of all the speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like everybody, just so many feels, and oh, like yeah. I was getting all misty eyed. Oh yeah. Yeah, I and was, then they showed, and I want when it was over, I wanted to scream out, "Play it again!" And you know, basically, he came forward. He's like, "We're going to show this to you guys again." Right. And they fixed the audio. Oh, good. Oh, good. The second, I mean, that <clears throat> that narr- Hera's narration over it. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Absolutely heart rending. Heart rending. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am. I'm so ready. I I, I know it's going to be the fall and. Of course, we'll be there covering it with Rebel Yell and everything. And um, man, I, I'm looking forward to season four of Rebels more than I'm looking forward to the Last Jedi. I, you know what, Eris? I tend to agree with you on this. Um, I, I think that, and, and two, it's it's also the level of commitment we've had with these characters. We've spent more time with this crew than we have with Ray and Finn and Poe. And yeah, but Steve, we spent 40 years with Luke Skywalker. Well, in a way. In a way, we have. And Princess Leia, you know? Yeah, in a way, we have. But at the same time, you know, if you go just strictly by movies, you're talking six, eight hours. Yeah. You know, as opposed to, what, 10 in one season, you know, for, for the Rebels? So, uh, 30 hours now with these guys? So, right. 
uh, it's just it, it's it you don't realize it but there is a certain amount of time you end up spending with them and 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 we've gotten attached to sir i mean look i love hera i i i want hera to live forever you know and right. zeb i've gotten so attached to zeb and I guess I'm going to like Callus. I don't know. I'm very iffy on this whole oh, no, Callus thing. He's not Callus anymore. He's hot Callus. He's hot Callus, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I even like the look of uh, casual hot Callus. Casual hot Callus, exactly. Uh, casual. I got to start, start hashtagging that. <laughs> casual Friday Callus. <laughs> but, I mean, all of the hot Callus talk throughout the panel, and there was a lot of hot Callus talk. Yes. I couldn't help think of our three uh, friends at Fangirls Going Rogue. Oh, yeah, they're um, all hot for Callus, aren't they? Yeah, and so, like, as soon as they got done showing the trailer, like, I stood up, and, like, six rows in front of me was Aaron Goins. Mm-hmm. And, of course, right next to Aaron is the mighty, the powerful Teresa Delgado. That's right, that's right. And then on the other side of Aaron is Sarah and Richard Woloski, and then Trisha Barr. So, like, all of our friends up there, and I was like, hey! You know, it was just, like, it was like this perfect, like those were the people that I wanted to see right away after seeing this amazing hour and a half or hour and 20 minutes of Rebels stuff. And like Teresa just came up to me with this look on her face like, oh my gosh, she's like, we have to podcast about this. <laughs> um, and I'm sure we will. Was, I'm sure what we'll do is just get together once this is all settled down and done and we'll do a show just breaking yeah. down that trailer. But Well, I think they then went into the uh, the press room afterwards yes. for like the press conference yep. and stuff. I trudged back to the booth and uh, proceeded with my day. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was a crazy day, I understand. Yeah, yeah, but I got to say... <clears throat> Once again, huge thank yous to the Gulliverse. Um, I got the past the corns really came when I needed them today. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you're getting some Gulliverse love, and I'll have people every now and again shout out. In fact, the aforementioned Riley just sent me a text with you two pictured together. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you'll text me like, "So, are, are you getting any past the corns?" And usually, it will come. Your text will come either a minute or two after <laughs> I got one, or a minute or two after I read your text, I'll get one. Yes. It's, it's that kind of weirdness. Uh, wow. Well, good. Um, I mean, that means hopefully that means they're coming on a regular basis to you. I saw a uh, listener, Michael Nip, get his picture. Uh, he took a selfie with Leland Chi. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, DJ Shazzy Shaz came by in the uh, and the it, full on as Hondo. Uh, Hondo. Nice, nice. Yeah, we weren't able to to connect him with Tim. Oh, I hate that. Uh, unfortunately, but. Uh, but yeah, it was just it was great getting to spend some time with a lot of the Gulliverse listeners. I mean, even walking over here, I'm just I'm like just walking through to to kind of all the hotels and stuff here are connected with mm-hmm. catwalks and everything. Right. So I'm just walking along and somebody stops me and he's like, You're Irish, right? Past the corn. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And they didn't tell you a name or anything? Uh, well, I've got my my five oh first uh name badge placard on. What I'm so saying though is they didn't tell you their name? Uh, oftentimes they, sometimes they look, I'm horrible with names. That's fine. I'm great with faces, but not great. I understand. I'm the same way. I'm the exact same way. So, um, but you know, they'll just say how much they enjoy listening to the show and how much they like listening to us and stuff. Good. That, that makes me, that warms my heart. I'm glad to know that people are enjoying what we do. I've got to tell you, it definitely warmed my heart throughout the day today. Good. Good. And and look, we had a great day. It was just the sheer volume Mm -hmm. of people 
uh, in on the show floor and coming to our booth and stuff. It was, uh, you know, yeah. Well, let me long, ask, let me ask day. you this, just from a from a logistical standpoint, were you guys doing a set number of exclusive celebration editions a day, or did you have a number and you're out now? No, we had a number and now we're out. Okay. All right. Yeah, we had a number that we thought was going to carry us. We had mm-hmm. a number that we thought, you know, we were going to be taking things home with us. Mm-hmm. Sure. And the crowd, I mean, the sheer, they, the si- I'm really curious to see what the official numbers are going to be. But, mm-hmm. you know, just floating around on the floor today, people were talking 75 to 100,000 people. Wow. Just wow. today. That's inflated then just from yesterday. Today. Yeah, sure. Well, I, and I don't, uh, and, and I don't again, bring that I up. don't know if those numbers are real or not, but you know, just it was, yeah, a, just a few celebrations ago, that was like the combined attendance for the entire for the show. Entire, you're right, exactly. And I don't, and I don't bring that up to say, oh, you guys did it wrong. I was just curious as to how, no, how you no, guys went and look, about it's it. not us. You know, I walked by the Funko booth yesterday afternoon, and all their shelves were bare. Oh yeah, they're out. They're done. I, I saw uh one of them came and sat well someone from the hallmark situation came and sat up on the star wars show stage for a minute and the itty bitties they were doing are gone pretty yeah. much so i mean it's just like you know all of them i'm surprised that i've been able to snag a hasbro exclusive so which one did you get the luke the black series luke hasbro exclusive oh okay yeah so well, yeah. yeah i saw somebody came by had they had a figure for you mm-hmm I forget which one it was. It was one of the X-wing pilots. That's Luke, man. Oh, okay, it was Luke. It's All Luke, right. and it's on. It's the Black yeah. Series Luke, and is on the vintage deal. And um, yeah, well, and I, I got you the bigs. I know uh, the bigs Hot Wheels car. I so. know. I appreciate it so much that I wasn't even going to try for that, and then I saw that you. I'm like, yes, that's amazing. I, I didn't. I didn't even know what I was getting you. <laughs> <laughs> basically. Basically, uh, you know, the first day, the morning of the first day, I talked to a, a woman at the booth, and she mentioned that she had some connections to Hot Wheels and Mattel and stuff. Oh, and, nice. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I got a friend who's really into collecting those. And she's like, well, I'm going to get some, so if you want, I can pick one up for you. And oh, I was just like, all right, sure. Not not figuring that I'd ever see her again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, later that afternoon, she came back with it and gave it to me. Oh, that's and awesome. uh, again, I didn't even know. I'm like, I don't. Steve probably has this already. And I texted it to you, and you're like, "That's the exclusive one." That's so. awesome. Yeah, like when I found out that Hot Wheels was doing exclusive, I just kind of gave up. I'm like, "There's no sense in even trying." Yeah. And uh, well, you the know, Force was with us on indeed. that one. Indeed. Well, the, I tell you, the Force has been with me this whole celebration. Um, you know, there's been a lot of nice people stepping up and doing some things. So, um, you know, the from- Gulliver's is just so much love so much friendship so yep. much community it's great indeed indeed it's- um and 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 the other great thing was there were moments where somebody would stop and pass the corn to me and i'd start talking to him like a minute or two later another person would come up and be like hey pass the corn and then <laughs> the first person they would look at each other and realize they knew each other oh nice from like the chat or yes. whatever and it was just like you know this little goal i'm telling you this is goal con no the only thing missing is the host of the shows. <laughs> it is. It is. And I keep hearing that from everybody, too. Well, you know what? Never again. Hashtag never again. I think I said Next that. Next time last... it's in Orlando, yeah. we're, we're going to make it happen. I think I said that at Anaheim. I think I was saying that on my Not at Celebration coverage for Anaheim. Hashtag never again. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Hashtag maybe one more time. 
<laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I know you've got Weird Al and the Father's yeah, First Bash to get to. Yeah, I don't want to miss yes, sir. Weird Al. I don't want you to. I hope you, I want to hear all about it when, once you've done it, man. Yep. So, all right, my friend, have a good night, and uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you back and forth a little bit tomorrow. You too, my brother. All right, thanks, Erish. All right, see bye. Erish Chernovice, man, and uh, they were incredibly, incredibly busy today uh, around there. In fact, <clears throat> about midway through the day, not even midway through, he was letting me know they were having to do a raffle for the last 75 of the convention exclusives. And... Um, there at the Del Rey booth. And listen, hearing nothing but good things about the Thrawn novel that's out now. Um and and can't uh and can't wait to get my hands on it for myself and, and check it out because Thrawn is where it all begins. Thrawn is where it all starts. If you're into, you know, the extended universe at all, the expanded universe of Star Wars at all, um it is just a uh it, it's it, it's fascinating to think that he is the character that kicked off uh, a revival of sorts of Star Wars back in the day because when when there was nothing, uh, Thrawn comes around. And I want to bring in... Um, uh, I'm going to try to bring in this guy really quick. Um, let me see. Let me make sure he's good to go right now. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how this rolls. I, don't, I think he's on the road. But... Um, We'll, see. we'll just, you know what? Just try to call him. We're close enough. We can just try to call him and see how it goes. It's ringing, ladies and gentlemen. Again, don't forget, we're doing this all on the fly, and um, and you never know what's going to happen on these live shows where we're doing things on the fly. I'll try to uh, vamp while we while we try to get through to people. Um, so no no Scott Rifen right now. All right. So that was Scott uh, unavailable at the moment. Um, he did say he was driving. So we're going to bring in someone new uh, to the program. And uh, let's see what we got here. All right, here we go. We're going to call him up and uh, and see if we can bring him friend. I don't think he's ever been on the show, uh, this, this fellow. His name's Josh Lick. Um, Josh bought a Nissan Rogue. That's what I kept hearing. I think it was Josh that bought... He kept getting his name set on Rebel Force Radio like he did. All right, it's ringing. Everybody shut up. It's ringing. Shut up. Shh. Be quiet. It's ringing. Hello, Josh. You there? Oh, no signal from Josh, maybe. Josh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. What's going on, my friend? Oh, just... uh trying to recover from standing in line all day how about you i'm trying to recover from sitting on my fat tail all day (laughs) (laughs) josh welcome to geek out loud my friend good to have you with us well it's good to be here i'm excited uh it's my i'm a first time guest long time listener yeah first the old first time long time happening right now ladies and gentlemen um josh we met way back at star wars weekend several years ago and um, and then we hung out a little bit at the RFR bash or the RFR meetup last summer, and um, and you've been kind of keeping me informed of what's going on down that way with celebration. What all did you do today? Did you hit? Were you able to hit the Rebels panel? Yeah, uh, I wasn't able to actually get into the room for the Rebels panel, but I was able to watch it. They kind of have a a big screen set up in the exhibit hall, mm-hmm. and so uh, we were sitting out there watching it. 
And so that was pretty exciting to be uh, watching that happen with a huge group of people that were all kind of standing in the exhibit hall watching right. uh, as the trailer dropped and all that stuff. And then my understanding is that the people who were actually in the panel got to see the first episode of season four. Well, it wasn't that, it, we, we... it wasn't made clear if it was the first episode or if it was just uh, an early episode. Uh, Arish seems to think it's an episode that's early in the season. Um, but uh... Because I knew... I know the people were telling me that it seemed like the first episode, but there was also some parts that were a little confusing as far as timeline. Right, right. So, uh, and and it and it was left on a cliffhanger. Now, Josh, I've been hearing your name spoken on um, on Rebel Force Radio. Um, did you buy a Nissan Rogue? <laughs> yeah, sort of. Um, sort of. Kind of. I'll tell you the story. Yeah. So. When the Nissan Rogue was um, introduced, obviously, other Star Wars fan, I, I, I don't hate that. I could buy that. Um, and so I went down and looked at it and talked to the dealer and talked to my wife and got um, kind of a big no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. And so um, it was kind of a funny thing. My, you have to understand that my wife, she loves me a lot and she likes Star Wars somewhat. So, mm. um, for her, the idea of buying a car just for the sake of it, Star Wars, didn't really seem like a great idea. However, um, she loved me a lot. And so, a couple of months later, we were in the car listening to Rebel Force, and they were talking about the Nissan Rogue, and I kind of started to between her uh, on a road. Oh, you're breaking up on me, Josh. You must be down in the Everglades somewhere. Uh, yeah, maybe. Can you hear me better now? A little bit, a little bit. It's it's cutting in and out a little bit, but it's typical cellular phone cutting in and out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see if it gets any better. Is that is that any better? Oh yeah, you sound fantastic now. Thank you. All right. Cool. So, um, anyway, my wife, uh, like I said, she's not a big Star Wars fan, but she does, and she is apparently, I don't know why, but apparently, a big fan of me. Right. And so. Um, the second week of February, we all know that's Valentine's Day. And uh, so anyway, um, we were talking about the Rogue. We had listened to the RFR episode where they were talking about it. I came home one day. My wife was kind of half laughing, half crying. She said, I got to tell you something. I said, what? what? You know, and she said, I, I went down to the dealer today and bought you that Nissan Rogue. <gasps> the Star Wars and version? So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, so then we, uh, so she had she had already done all the paperwork, and so it was great. We went down and picked it up, and so yeah, I've been driving it. I have it right here uh, with me here at Celebration. That's awesome. And so you got the Death Trooper helmet and everything that comes with it. Yeah, yeah, Good I shoot. did. It was kind of a big deal. They ship it to you in the mail, so it took a little while, but yeah, I got it a couple of weeks ago and set it up in my Star Wars room. It's it's pretty awesome. That's awesome, dude. That is fantastic. Well. So you're a you're a you're a you're now officially a super fan if you weren't before, like no one can <laughs> no one can doubt your fandom. By the way, I'm getting pictures uh, from Air. She's walking into the uh, 501st bash, and they have a giant balloon animal dewback with a couple of balloon stormtroopers uh, and a balloon Jawa, and then they've got a giant balloon Bantha and a sand wow. person sitting there. That looks amazing. And then he just sent me another picture. Let's see what this is. From the five, they got Ula hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> wow! Wow! Those five hundred first people know how to party. Um, 
So what else did you do today? What else? What was? What else was the day? What else was your day like today uh, at Celebration? Well, uh, there's a lot of waiting in line, of course. Um, so that that's you know uh, that's been kind of the characteristic I think of this celebration so far. But uh, uh, the two panels that we did is we we did the Disney Parks panel and we did Smuggler's Revenge. So okay. those were the so you can you could basically choose two panels uh, mm. when you need to get rid. Those are the only things that you're guaranteed for, and then the rest of them you have to, you know, you might get in, you might not. Right. How was, uh, now, I, I did watch The Smuggler's Revenge, and it was really good, as always, but uh, I'm interested yeah. in this Disney Parks panel. What was the big takeaway from the Parks panel? Steve, uh, this thing is going to blow everyone's mind, I think. Um, it was a great panel. I, I they, did, they did or did not stream it. I wasn't sure. They didn't stream it. I, yeah, so I don't know anything that went down. At the Disney okay, Park cool. Now. Yeah, so let me let me just tell you. I'll, I'll walk you through kind of what they said and um, and what. So let me start off like this. I'm a huge Disney fan. Mm-hmm. In fact, Steve, that's where where me and you first met. Right. Was uh, at Disney. So um, you know that. But a huge fan, annual pass holder. Uh, one of my best friends works there, so we've spent a lot of time there at Disney. And uh, so we were really excited to watch this panel because um, once Star Wars Land opens, I think my plans for every single weekend is going to be to drive up there and be there. <laughs> um, so uh, it's like a standing appointment, like on Saturday right, uh, for right. my life. We're, we're only about two hours away. So, um, but anyway, so I was very excited to see what they were going. Oh, no. Stop breaking up on me. No. You're breaking up. Come on. Is that any better? Yeah, that's better. You're back. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, anyway, it's not your listen, it's you, not you, your fault. I <laughs> I blame your cellular phone provider. T Mobile. Team I blame T Mobile um, for sure. <laughs> um so anyway, uh hopefully that's better. You cut feel free to cut me off if I'm cutting out. But okay. um so anyway, it started off talking about the history of Star Tours, and they brought out a couple of the designers of the oh. original Star Tours. Cool. And they also brought out Anthony Daniels. Oh, wow. Uh, so he came out, and they talked a lot about the, the old Star Tours and then a little bit about the Star Tours Adventures Continue, uh, which is the newer ride that they re- kind of reformatted, retrofitted it uh, a couple of years ago. I think it was 2011. And then um, they announced that they will be adding a new level to um, – the star tours ride uh for the last jedi great so um that's pretty cool and um man i wish i could remember they, they actually named the planet um which uh it's going to be on if you, if you remember in the trailer there's a scene where there's some ships and it looks like yes. they're driving through the sand it, it looks like there's paint coming out the back yes of the that's uh crate is the name of the planet c-r-c-r-a-i-t yeah yeah, so there will be a crate um, version of the ride coming. Nice, nice. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, and then they transitioned, and they brought out a whole bunch of folks. And if I tried to name them all, I know I'd get it, I read it wrong. It's a couple of them I know for sure, though. Pablo Hidalgo was there mm-hmm. um, and some other guys from Lucasfilm. And then a bunch of the Imagineers uh, that are in charge of Star Wars Land. And... Basically, they showed us some concept art uh, that hasn't been seen yet of what it's going to look like. Um, but there's just one theme that they hit over and over and over again. And that theme was when you go to Star Wars Land at Disney World or Disneyland in California, you are going to feel like you are in Star Wars. 
and um, they are doing everything in their power to make sure that it's an immersive experience. Um, literally, they said like nothing anyone's ever done. Wow. And so now this they, is um, now listen. That's big talk. That's big talk. When across the highway, you've got Harry Potter world. Stunned silence from Josh. Ah, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. I'm just saying that's that's big talk. That's big talk when you're across the highway from uh, you know Harry Potter World in Universal. No. Oh no. We've lost Josh. Can you hear me, Steve? I, you're breaking up a little bit, but I'm starting to hear you again. Can you hear me, Steve? Oh I, my. I can hear you. Can you hear me? So Josh has lost me now. Now can we're you hear me? now. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? No, that the answer was no. When he makes a noise like that, that means no. And Josh is gone. Josh is gone. We're out. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to try now, once again, to Scott Rifen. So let me uh, let me get Rifen in here. Man, I want to hear about that Disney Some panel. Release of relief of Josh. Are you there, Scott? You got to be kidding me, Scott. Trying to get the speaker working. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. My it's God. gonna work. I just Apple, my iPhones, every iPhone I've ever done, gets testy with me sometimes on the button, and it just turns on and off and on and off. What are uh, you? What are you even talking about right now? Hang on. We're ruining. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Steve. Yes. Scott. Scott, I'm can. On with Steve. No, you're not, because you can't hear me. I think. All right, so I'm I'm being told something's happened to my mic that uh, they're there only. There you are. I hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes, I hear you. Okay, I was told something was happening to my mic, and the left channel has become very weak. Very. Uh, okay. Very now weak. I hear you great. Okay. I did hear a little crackle like a short though. Okay. Yeah, I must be getting a short in the uh, in the old line there. Great. Fantastic. Good to know that I've got technical difficulties all over the place. <laughs> So am I coming in relief of Josh? Is that what's happening Well, here? Josh Josh is uh, somewhere in the Everglades down on Alligator Alley. And uh, yeah. and so we're going to have to uh, catch up with him a little bit later well, on. I'm going to ruin the, the biggest thing Josh told me because Josh told me everything he was telling you. Okay. But he said the one thing that they said was they figured out how to work lightsabers. I don't even know what that means. I would like to know what that means too. But apparently, like, you know, for realsy kind of a showy sense they figured them out they figured out how to make them work you know as a visual anyway wow yeah he was uh yeah josh was josh was spieling here's the weird thing there's like sixty thousand people at this thing mm -hmm. and i've run into a couple people here and there uh, i've actually had several people come and say hey you're my star wars story that's great um but josh i keep running to everywhere yeah i don't know why <laughs> I, I turn a corner there's josh <laughs> So we've been sharing a lot of information. So I can like be the surrogate Josh. He's the Thomas of Orlando. He's the Thomas of Orlando. When I turned the corner, whoa! I just turned the corner. And there was Thomas. That's right. That's See. Weird. Now where are you but, right now? I'm at Disney Springs. Okay. We're about to, we're about to go to a meetup. So I'm sorry if it's a little loud. What what kind of meetup are you going to? A podcaster meetup. But you wouldn't know about that kind of thing because you don't come here. That's right. Who all is going to be there? Uh, I think the uh, guys from Coffee with Kadobi will be there. Okay. Um, and then a bunch of other people. I don't know. Huh. 
I forget. No, no. You know who's going to be there? Who? Michael High Nip's going to be there. Nice. Nice. Dave Dollar's going to be there. Nice. So the, the Deuce Cast boys are going to be there for sure. So this is and a... several others. Is Teresa going to be there? You know, I don't know. I hope so. Because Teresa said she was going to some kind of podcast meetup. Well, then I'll bet she is there. Well, I'll bet she will be why there. Wasn't I, why right wasn't I told about this podcaster meetup? Because you're not here. But I would like to know what's going on. Well, I'm telling you about it now. It's day late dollar short, sir. Um, no, that happened, yeah. That might have been what got me down there. Who knows? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I know the offers that were made to you. Yeah. And I know if those didn't get you down here, Yeah. none of that would have. Well, it's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you're hanging out with other podcasters. Well, you know, I would rather be hanging out with you above everybody, but Well, I appreciate you know. I appreciate that. I, I wasn't looking for that kind of that kind no, of love. No, but but the God's honest truth is I want to do a celebration with you. There's oh, just man. no doubt about that. Yeah. I'm pretty lame. I like to sit down a lot. Uh, <laughs> well, I did that a lot today. I tell you what, it, to me it's fun to find a place over by the wall out in the main hallway and just watch people uh, walk by, you know, the costumes and the droids and everything. I love doing that. Yeah, no, it is fun. You're absolutely right. Um, I'll tell you, too, I finally got to a Timothy Zahn signing today. I saw on Twitter, man. It was uh, it was remarkable because I have, as you know, and do you mind if I bore your audience with I story? wish you would. I hur- hurry up. Okay. In, uh, I guess, early 1991, I got my copy of Previews magazine from the local comic shop. Local being in Tallahassee, one of the Cosmic Cats, because... Um, I was in college, and I saw that Heir to the Empire was coming out, and I thought, holy cow, I'm going to get this new Star Wars novel. That's going to be great. And I know nobody else is going to buy it. It's going to flop because nobody cares about Star Wars anymore, but that's okay. I'm going to buy it. And um, so I pre-ordered it, not thinking that when it came out in May, I would actually be home for summer vacation. Oh, man. And so the day it came out, there's a whole story there that I won't get into. The day it came out, I bought a copy in Brunswick because I wanted to read it then. I wasn't going to wait. Of and course not. when I came not. back in the fall for school, I went to the comic shop. They're like, hey, we got your book for you. And I went, oh, yeah. So I had two copies of this thing, one of which was brand new, never cracked open, never read, et cetera, et cetera. So I took that and got a Mylar cover, you know, outer cover for the dust jacket. Right. I put it around there, even with a little band, you know, the you know cheap price introductory price band, and uh, put it on there, and have never really cracked this book open. And I presented that to him today to sign. Nice. His people flipped out when I pulled it out of because I packed it in a box with paper around it and everything, so it wouldn't get messed up. And his handler first thing he's like, "Oh my god, look at that!" And so I was like, "Yeah, I used to have a whole box of this. I have maybe five of these left." Wow. You know, yeah. The, then he had to explain to everybody what the band was around the cover. He's like, well, nobody thought this thing would sell, so they had to sell it cheap to try and get people enticed. Mm. And, uh, you know, as it sold, continued to sell, they jacked up the price. Number one but, uh, Number one time, no, number one New York Times bestseller, right? Yeah, all summer long, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was just, it was a really neat experience. He was really kind. Uh, he was good to me. He was... Uh, amused by what I had, and, and uh, everybody there seemed to really dig it. And I was just glad to, to get him to be able to sign the thing. I thought that was cool. That's awesome. That is good stuff. Yeah, well, so absolutely. so that was, was, I mean, how long were you in line to get Zahn to sign? Well, there were two straight signings. There was one at the Barnes & Noble table. There was one at the Del Rey table. Mm-hmm. I tried to get in line at the Barnes & Noble one, 
because uh, it started at 2.30, and I thought, well, I'll go 2.15, and I'll be fine. And no, that was not the case. Of course It was already not. closed off. And so then they, they told us that there was another one. We were at the Delray table, and uh, I, was, I was talking to Arish, actually. And the young lady there, uh, was. we were talking about uh, when we could catch Zahn again. I said, well, he's got another one coming up here at uh, 5 o'clock. So this time, I decided to get in line at 4. And by the way, the line was already down two booths and looped back around after that. Wow. By the time I got wow. in line at 4, an hour before the thing started. Good night. So, uh, yeah, so I, it, was a, it was a good long wait. I'm sorry. I'm getting I'm getting text in right now, Scott. Um, so so you went to the Re- did you go what so did you go to the Rebels panel? No, you didn't go to the Rebels panel. No, I didn't go to the Rebels panel. I slept in today, man. This this thing's been kicking my butt. That's crazy. So <laughs> so all you did was go get signed and just kind of walk the floor. Uh, well, I, we visited with Steve Sansweet again. Thomas, you know Thomas is a great artist. Yes. And Thomas painted a magnificent painting of Steve Sansweet's favorite character. As you know, Thomas has been canvassing people, no pun intended, for who their favorite character is. I know, I told him Wicket and he ignored me. And he no, he knows that Wicket's your favorite character. That is on his radar. And uh, he painted me a Vader the other day that's just spectacular. I well, saw he painted, it. You know, obviously Steve's favorite character is... Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. So he painted this, this great painting of Obi-Wan like make right before he makes that decision to sacrifice himself. Oh wow! You know, it's like it's like right over Vader's shoulder. You see Vader's blade sticking up in the picture. Nice. And you can see Obi Wan, you know, getting ready to make that decision. Yeah. And so uh, Thomas wanted to present that to Steve, so we went over there and did that, and nice. I got a couple of prints from that. And uh, most of the time, we just we really wandered the floor and uh, talked to people. You know, we 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 learned a lot talking to people. And yeah, I spent basically two hours of the day trying to get timothy son's autograph nice well now um you 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 did call me at one point because you stumbled upon a place selling some cards oh yeah yeah i did that and i just couldn't bite the bullet on buying any cards right now um but i'll tell you uh someone told me that there is a booth down there that's doing nothing but selling action figure stands so if you happen to run by that place if you happen to walk into them next you know tomorrow walk on the floor I did see it. I was not, in, a, in all honesty, if it's the same one that I saw, mm-hmm. I was not really that impressed with them. Okay. But, yeah, I, I think if it's the same one I'm thinking of, I did see them. They have, you know, different varieties for different types of action figures and everything. But I just, I, I didn't feel like the, the quality was Steve quality. I hear you. I hear you. Well, you know, hey, to each his own. I just, I, what I'd like to do is go to Hasbro and be like, You've got all your figures on some stands. How about make some available to the rest of us? Absolutely. So, because I've got a bunch of three and three quarter inch stands that came from Hasbro. In fact, I bought them at Celebration. I bought a whole bag of like a hundred uh-huh. um, that that are really nice. But uh, but yeah, screw them. Um, <laughs> yeah. So 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 overall, so you had pretty much outside of the Zon thing, you you had uh, pretty much a stress free day. We took it easy. We uh, we went to the Smuggler's Revenge. Uh, after that was over, we uh, we went out in the hallway and we talked to a lot of folks. Saw Jimmy and Jason, chatted with them for a little bit, and uh, it was it was all in all. And actually, I, I had brought a uh, a little something for Jim anyway, and I got to give that to him because uh, I've been trying to get him started on these British Star Wars Weekly comics because mm-hmm. I know it will drive him as nuts as it's driven me trying to get them all. 
And so uh, I did get to give him that. Great. Good deal. Um, but overall, yeah, nice, nice stress-free day. Like I said, we got to hang out with Josh Lick a lot throughout the course of the day, purely by accident. <laughs> Good. But a happy accident. Good. Good. I'm and, actually... Uh, yeah, this, this was not as bad a day, although the lines still are very frustrating. Sure. Of course they are. Well, I mean, listen, Arish said that the numbers he was hearing was between were between uh, 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 75,000 and 100,000, up to 100,000 people maybe there today. And let me let me also tell you something about Arish Chernovice, your buddy. Yeah. And Darth Internus, Tom. Mm-hmm. Those guys are hustling their butts off. Sure. This con is putting those guys so much through the paces. It's not even funny. I mean, I've been by there several times and and uh, spoken with them a bit, and uh, they are really, really working hard. This this thing is really kicking their butts. Yeah. I think it's kicking everybody's butt. I think there's just a lot that wasn't expected. I think that in and that lot is people. I think there's a lot of people that just <laughs> it was not even dreamed of, you know. And and it's a situation where Reed Pop should have let some of these more uh, these larger you know uh, exhibitors know, like your Funko and like your uh, like your Hallmark and like your Del Rey. Let them know, hey, these are the numbers that we've sold. So you need to be prepared. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, exclusives. I, I was telling somebody the other day, you know, I remember going to Celebration 6 and my buddy Ryan and your buddy Ryan, your best friend Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, calling me up and saying, hey, they've got a Lando Calrissian uh, General Giant uh, uh, Celebration exclusive. You ought to pick one of those up. And I said, yeah, I will. And I walked over there and said, hey, I'd like that exclusive. They said, here. Yeah. This time around, they've got that Dianoga that I really want. Yes. And we had to draw a ticket. Mm-hmm. For a color to come back on the day of the right color at the right time for a chance to win it. Mm-hmm. To win the opportunity. For a chance to win the opportunity to buy it. To buy it. Exactly. Exactly. For eighty-five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just that's that's not the way these exclusives should be. I mean, if you. No. You know, I was at. Me, listen, at Celebration Six, man, I just walked up to the Hasbro booth and got the exclusive from there. It was the it was the Forlom and Zuckus two pack where the names yeah. where the names reversed like they were originally with Kenner. Yep. And, um, you know, and I just, yeah, I want one of these and I'll take, uh, this here. And I got the visionaries thing with the, with the robot leg, Darth Maul and uncle Owen. And, um, you, you know, and it was just like, boom, boom, just super quick. No problem. And, uh, and that's why I've been surprised that even in, in Europe and, and this year, you know, just like, wow, people seem to be having a hard time. Hasbro though. I will tell you, Nick Botkin, who was able to pick up the, uh, the the Hasbro exclusive for me. He said that it was about a thirty minute wait in line the other day when he went, and that was well, yesterday. He, I'd say he was early in the line then. Yeah, it must have been. Um, you know how many exclusives I've gotten at this celebration? I'm going to say a big fat goose egg, Scott. That is exactly right, and it's not for lack of trying. Yeah. Huh. Well. But it's also that I'm not going to uh, abuse my body any more than I normally do on a normal basis. <laughs> In That's order right. to do so, I'm yeah. not sleeping on concrete and junk like yes, that. Yes, exactly. Four hour line. Well, it's it really does remind me of Celebration Three. I mean, at Celebration Three, people were, you know, they did all they, they didn't really have, you know, Hasbro wasn't really selling on the floor, as I recall, um, and so all the exclusive were done through the Celebration store, and mm-hmm. and there'd be people that would be in line eight hours. They'd be there all day long just to get the exclusives that year. Well, and, speaking of the Celebration Store, we were going to go in it today. We couldn't get near it. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Two-hour wait. You yeah. would think you would think they would set up kiosks for the Celebration Store throughout the, the, the area. 
Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I've got this weird, I've got this weird idea because they said the next celebration is gonna be in 2019. Right. Which I hear my goofy idea. What's that? And I know it's totally unworkable, but I think they ought to do it anyway. I figure it's 2019 because they want to unveil the new land, right? Sure. The probability is they'll go back to Anaheim and do that. I would think so. Why not have a bi-coastal celebration? I do it by. Yes, yes. Hmm. Go by. Okay. With celebration. I, you know, they may be trying to work that out. And then that way, you've got both lands opening up. And you've got, you know, you, you don't have all the people concentrated at one of these events, which, uh, again, th- they're getting too big for them to be able to handle. Well, you know, tomorrow, usually at the closing ceremonies is when they let you know what's coming next. So, yeah, and I'm sure they'll let us know what the t- 2019 celebration is. My money, again, is on Anaheim. I, mine, too. But let me tell you something. That's a great idea, and it could be done. Oh, yeah, you I know. think so, too. Mm-hmm. But it, it'd be tough, but I think they could do it. Oh, I, I definitely think they could do it. I think it'd be. I think it's a smart idea, and and that way, yeah, you're right. You split the difference. Now, the problem I think would be with your exhibitors. I don't know if your exhibitors could really handle that. You know, it I, would be tough. Yeah, I, I I think that's where you're going to run into issues is with especially some of your bigger exhibitors. But um, but as far as the panels and that sort of thing goes, that's definitely doable. That's an interesting concept, interesting idea. Yeah, um, you know. But I've I've read a lot. Of, I've read several people who say you know they're kind of put off by this year and they don't know that they'll go back to a celebration, um, you know, especially with it streaming online. I've said I'm willing to pay twenty or thirty bucks to be able to kind of a la carte stream the panels yeah. of the day that I want to stream. You know. Yeah. Um, or celebration total access. Or yeah. Something. I would I would be glad to do something like that. You know and. Yeah. Because there were some panels today that I wanted to see that were not streamed at all. The Disney Parks panel, the Hasbro panel. Um, and and so you know that kind of stuff i would love to watch the marvel stuff that they've done uh the i don't know why they don't stream the 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 cantina panel every you know that's been so famous and so cool with the information they have about the cantina stuff naming characters in that one which is really neat yeah we had a good talk by the way yesterday i don't think i told you that we did a good talk with tom spina yesterday oh cool good uh, he, he's got a booth out there because he's got a new company where they're doing furniture and the furniture is unbelievable right They've got that. Have you seen some of this stuff? I saw the, uh, I heard him talk about it, but I hadn't seen. I saw years ago, didn't they do that, um, the desk, the Han Solo and Carbonite yeah. desk? Yeah, and they've got those, but they've also got this a coffee table that looks like the old Kenner action figure case. Oh, wow. And and But here's the cool part. It's on a hinge, and you can lift the lid of the coffee table up, and inside there are slots for 24 12-inch action figures. Oh, that's sweet. So the like the vinyl case you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Remember those with a little snap yeah, on the top? Yeah, of course I do. I have two of them. There you go. Well, they've, they've got coffee tables that look like that, but then you can literally lift the lid and put 12-inch figures in them. That is awesome. That's very cool. Yes. That's very cool. That's nifty. Well, man, I'm going to let you get to your podcaster meetup that I didn't know about okay. and uh, tell everyone that knows me I said hello. I will do that. And, uh, and you know what? Thanks for letting me be a part of not at celebration coverage, even though this time I am at celebration. I appreciate you being a part of it. You're part of the boots on the ground, man, that help us know the kind of get a feel of what's happening and what's going on down there. Uh, And next time, if you do talk to Eric on the program tonight, please tell him that I thank him from the bottom of my heart, him and Tom for the, for just, I mean, they have been tireless in doing what they do. Yeah. Well, we talked to Irish already. He's at the 501st okay. Bash, but I will definitely let, let you know. I'll let him know. I'll talk to him, I'm sure, some more. So. 
right, man. All right, dude. Take ha- care. Thank you, man. Have a great I'll night. Give you, I'll give you. Hey, Steve. Yes. Yes. When can I give you some off the air scoop? Um, you know, you can text me anytime. Okay, I got some for you. Oh, great. Okay. All right. <laughs> Talk to you soon. All right, bye. <laughs> See ya. All right, uh, congratulations to Scott. He's got some off-the-air scoop. I don't know what that's all about, but all right. Um, continuing on here, uh, we're, we're waiting to hear from a couple of people. Uh, let's see if we can get back in touch with with Josh so that um, see and see if he uh, see if he see how his everyone be quiet. Really, Hello, there he is. What's up, man? Hey, sorry I lost you there. Are you out of the swamps? I am. I'm back into civilization once again. Great, great, great. So here we were talking about the Disney parks thing, and they were saying you'd be totally immersed. And I said, you know, you've got Harry Potter World right across the street. It's hard to say you've never had anything like this when you've got something, to me, on the surface, it sounds like that right across the highway there at Universal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, we we try not to talk about the other park. I understand. Disney, I understand. Uh, world. But no, you're right. I mean, Harry Potter world set a bar, and I think Disney's aim is now to blow that bar out of the water. Good. Um, and I, the way they're going to do that is with Star Wars Land. Um, so the the cool thing was that, uh, to kind of get back to, I know you you just had uh, Scott Rifen on. So yeah, he blew um, he blew your uh, he blew your your big scoop. I think. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh man. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> I want to hear it from uh, you. I want to hear it from you. Well, you know what? He got it from me. Exactly. Well, that's what he said. He there. he admitted it. Yeah, he admitted it. Okay, okay. Um, so anyway, uh, so basically kind of what they said about the Star Wars land, uh, David Collins started off, and apparently they had invited David Collins to come up last week to Imagineering and to actually get a look at what they're doing. And uh, you know David. I know David. He's freaking out like you can just tell i've never seen anybody that excited so that Mm. kind of set the bar high yeah uh even at the beginning of the panel but basically everything that you do in the park is going to feel immersive to the point where the disney employees will be in costume Mm -hmm. and only allowed to respond to you in the way that that character would respond okay right so you know you say hey where's the bathroom and they'll say you know hey the refreshers over there kid you know kind of thing okay um, so that's going to be kind of cool. But the, uh, the thing that Pablo Hidalgo and, uh, kind of pointed out is he said, where we're going to go when we enter star Wars land is a place that we've never heard of in the star Wars universe. Um, it's a remote trading outpost in wild space. Mm. And, um, so the idea being the way that they're framing it is we don't want to go to Hoth or Tatooine and watch someone else's story, we want you to go to a place where you're in the story. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's just amazing. They talked a little bit about the Millennium Falcon ride. Um, and what's crazy about that ride um, that they pointed out, I don't know if Scott touched on this or not. But not at all. No, the only thing based- he said was lightsabers. Oh, yeah. Well, that, okay. Well, that's, yeah, that you blew the big finish. But yeah, um, the lightsabers, they, they figured out somehow they're doing lightsabers. And so, Everyone was freaking out about that on the stage. Like the Imagineers were freaking out and having mm-hmm. a geek out moment. Oh wow, cool! So uh, about the lightsaber. So I'm I'm curious to see how that's going to go. But uh, here's here's the cool thing: is the uh, the Millennium Falcon ride. You're going to get to actually walk onto the Millennium Falcon. Yes. With a couple couple of friends. Yes. You're going to 
sit in the cockpit. Yes. And you're gonna you're gonna fly a mission. And, Shut your mouth. Uh, this mission, he said, it's not like they they said it's not like Star Tours where you're watching the video and you can only do that. This mission, you can move the controls. You can crash the Falcon into the side of a mountain. You can Shut drive up. up, flip down, shoot the blasters. You can do all that stuff. Shut up. Um, and yeah, that's what they said. And you can frame the ride to do anything that you want. Now, here's the crazy part. Are you ready for this, Steve? Yes. I don't know if you can answer. Whatever you do, like in that ride, uh-huh. is going to affect you in Star Wars land for the rest of the day. <gasps> so if what? you crash the Millennium Falcon and you walk out of the attraction, this is their words, not mine. You walk out of the attraction, you go down the street, you walk into the restaurant, you order a drink. The bartender is going to say, hey, I heard you crashed Solo's ship today. <gasps> no. I don't believe yeah. that. I don't think they're not going to be able to do that. They're not going to be able to do that. Well, I think the way they're going to do it, this is my, now, now that's, not, that's what they said. Here's how, here's my theory. I think they're going to use magic band. Of course. Of course they will. And the magic, the magic band is going to tell them somehow the characters or the, whoever, mm-hmm. they're just going to tell them, you know, what you did or whatever. And okay. It's going to give them hints. But yeah, I mean, that's basically what they said is, uh, you know, when you get there, they said there's multiple missions you can run and you can decide, hey, I'm going to go be a smuggler today. And you can meet characters, real life interacting people. Oh, wow. That will walk you through an adventure so, of being a smuggler. Let me tell you, let me tell you what would be awesome. You're smuggling and you fail and you get boarded and you get kicked off by Imperial Stormtroopers, like who actually come to the cockpit and escort you out. They kind of hinted at that. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's like, awesome! Like assorted out of Disney, assorted out, out of the Star Wars land, and you'd have to re-enter. Nice, that's super cool, man. That's great. Um, oh, the uh, so, yeah, the that's, whole that's the, the whole thing about you know this in Hoth or Tatooine or whatever the case may be, where you're watching someone else's story. I get that on one hand, but on the other hand, I want to go to the cantina. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I want to go to Jabba's palace. Um. And 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 I kind of mourn the fact that they're not going to do that, but I trust that they're going to, that it's at least going to have that feeling, I would hope, once you get there. You well, know? and that's kind of what they said. Uh, Doug Chang was up there as well, mm-hmm. and he was talking about, you know, just that they really tried to create a Star Wars environment that feels familiar but is different. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, kind of the, the crux of what they were saying was, we don't want you to go live in someone else's story. We want you to have your own story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the average person in the galaxy has never been to Tatooine, never, definitely never been to Hoth. Um, you know, and so this is going to feel a little bit more like the average thing. But they said the characters that we know and love have been there mm-hmm. or, or, you know, some of them have been there and they know about it. So, um, you know, I think I get where you're coming from because I, I, I want nothing more than to walk into a cantina and, uh, sit at the bar and order a glass of blue milk, you know? Uh, but I don't think that that's going to happen. Obviously it's not, but, but this, some of the concept art that they showed, you can see that it's definitely inspired. There was a really cool piece of concept art that showed a grill in the center of a restaurant and the grill was a little bit hard to explain, but the top of the grill was a pod racers engine. And then the fire was shooting out of the pod racers engine down and cooking the meat. And uh, they, they actually said in the panel that the food that you eat in Star Wars land is not going to be food that you would normally find. It's going to be like weird, 
meats wrapped in strange things that you've never seen or heard of, and they're, they're really going for the immersive experience. Nice. Did they give any details about the lightsaber? Well, basically, one of the things that they mentioned was that, um, you know, you're not going to go sit down and watch a show. You know, the show is going to happen right in front of you. And so you may be in the middle of walking down the street and somebody starts a fight. Mm -hmm. And they had to figure out, well, it's Star Wars. There's going to have to be lightsabers. And nice. so basically what they said, and, and a lot of it was insinuated, but what they said was, you know, hey, we figured out a way to do lightsabers that look that way, that look realistic, wow. that are going to look going to look like somebody just put out a lightsaber and cut someone. That's awesome. So, Man. They're, uh, well, they're working on that. Uh, I will be holding your hand and skipping through Star Wars land, sir. That's my goal. <laughs> it looks amazing. I'm That's super awesome. Excited for it. Good deal. And uh, the, the, the rumor, the prevailing rumor that I've heard from multiple people all weekend is that they're going to try to time Celebration 2019 with the opening of Star Wars land. Yes. Well, you know, Scott was speculating they might go bi-coastal on Celebration 19. Yeah, he floated that to me today, too. I, I don't. The, the biggest thing for me, the hardest thing to think of is, is guys like Hasbro or General Giant being at two conventions at once because they don't even seem to... Well, that's exactly what I said. That We're, we're simpatico. Yeah, we're simpatico on that, Josh. That's exactly what I said um, to, to Scott is the only thing I could see is the exhibitors, some of the exhibitors not being able to handle that, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing I would think about that. I love the idea. Mm -hmm. I just think that it's, it's not realistic. I'll, also, though, I, I just want to say I don't want to complain about the lines because I know sure. that that's what everyone else is doing. Um, they were terrible, but um, I, I, I saw this one meme that was uh, pretty funny, Cassie, and it says, I've been in this line since I was six years old. Yes, you um, sent me that today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, the one thing I will say is I think what really, really just made everything go wrong this year as opposed to Anaheim. This is my fifth or sixth celebration. Fifth, I think, celebration. Right. Um, the thing that I think really made it the worst is, you know how they do the sleepover? They did the sleepover this year where you yes. could go. Yeah. Um, in the past, that's happened, but it was never advertised. Mm -hmm. And this year it was. And I think ultimately, if you were to say, hey, what's, what's the reason for the line issues? That was it. Yeah. Because they... They really, they they really created a panic, where people panicked and felt like they had to go. And I know I did. I went to go to the 40th panel. We got there at 8 p.m. and sat all night in line. Wow, wow. Um, and I mean, it was cool. I got to see John Williams conduct Star Wars music live. But uh, nice. Uh, I was tired. I don't remember it, you know. <laughs> but, sure. Uh, sure. But um, you know, it's it's one of those things where when that happened, it kind of bottlenecked the entire convention center. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really, I think, where it lies. So I think if they just make a couple adjustments like that, and I will say too, every day it got better. Good. Yeah, that's um, what that's and that's what we've heard. You know, that that's kind of I been the consensus is that Reed Pop has tried to make the steps to make things better. So, so that's a good deal. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate you so calling in. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, man, you. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Anytime. And I uh, hope you have a great Easter tomorrow. Great Easter Sunday. Oh, thanks, man. Yep, just getting ready for that in a little bit here. All right, dude. Have a good night, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. You too, my friend. All right, see you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Josh Lick, ladies and gentlemen, uh, calling in. Let's see here if we can. Now, here's the here's the test. Here's the real test. Let's see what happens here. Let's see if this is actually going to work or not. I'm not sure. This could be huge. This could be a big deal. Um, 
because I'm having some communication issues with this person. And uh, nope, doesn't look like doesn't look like it's going to work out for right now. I want to talk. I want to touch on uh, the Hasbro panel that, as we said, Sir Steve's guide was streaming, uh, and we appreciate that so much because I was really interested in what uh, Hasbro has to um, Hasbro has has to offer coming up. And because, we're, as you know, I'm a I'm a collector and looking into collecting. Uh, some of the things we already knew about this week, uh, they revealed the uh, Ray's speeder for the six inch black series, as well as the Luke land speeder. Now they're gonna do an, a, a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive that's gonna be a little more scuffed up, a different paint app and that sort of thing, and some movable parts on the inside of that land speeder. Um, <clears throat> however, the land speeder looks really good, and Ray's speeder, I mean, they're great, and, and they're really trying to, I think, find the sweet spot on the six inch vehicles. I think maybe they think the TIE fighter was a little large, but they can do some of these smaller ones. Uh, the one manned stuff, if you will. Uh, and, uh, so we knew about those. We knew that Thrawn was unveiled yesterday. They're going to be doing a San Diego, uh, Comic-Con exclusive Thrawn that's going to have just some different packaging and you unfold the packaging and it's like, it's his, uh, it's his office. It's his, uh, it's his area. Um, where he's at and, and you know with all the different artwork and everything in it and and look that uh that is uh i mean it looks cool but again it's that san diego comic-con exclusive Thrawn himself won't be an exclusive this is kind of like what they did with old ben where old ben comes with a table that has the light up uh, hologram of lay on it and everything from the san diego comic-con exclusive and um and then uh you know, and then they released Old Ben in, in regular packaging. Uh, but here's some other announcements. They showed Jaina Solo. We knew that Jaina Solo had won the uh, Fans' Choice Award for the next Black Series figure, won the Black Series figure to get made. And Jaina looks great. She's got a, a Black Pilot's uniform on. You know, it really looks like a mix between a TIE Fighter Pilot and an X-Wing Pilot's uniform. And she's got her lightsaber and everything. It's a really good-looking sculpt, a really good-looking figure. They showed General Gree. Gree has 300 paint apps, they said, um, that, uh, that, they, that they had to put over just for his camouflage. Gree is the camouflage clone trooper that Yoda cuts his head off in Revenge of the Sith. Y'all know when Yoda cut his head off in Revenge of the Sith, it was that one. And uh, he looks cool. You know, I'm not big on the clones, though. I... It, they always seem like a cheat to me, but when they were talking about the paint app and how much it took for him, as opposed to normally like a 90-point app, paint application uh, compared to 300. So uh, he'll be a Toys R Us exclusive. Um, and they showed Tarkin. There, there's going to be a Black Series Tarkin coming with an interrogation droid. Uh, the sculpt looked great. Um, you know, they had him standing there with his arms folded behind his back and everything. Looked fantastic, to be honest with you. And... Uh, couldn't be more thrilled about Tarkin, cause I mean, look, you've got a Vader, you've got a, uh, you got the Emperor, and oh man, I, I mean, li really, they're kind of the unholy trinity of Star Wars. Even though the Emperor wasn't in A New Hope, Vader, the Emperor, and Tarkin really do feel kind of like the unholy trinity uh, of Star Wars altogether. And so it's going to be really cool to have those guys on the shelves together. But then, at the end of their panel, they they did a video and they used the um, they used the music cues from the the second teaser that we got at uh 
for or maybe it was a th- maybe it was the big official trailer um that we got from from the force awakens and they really did a great job of mingling movie footage in with old toy commercial footage you know and talking about the moments you were there and that sort of thing and then the big reveal as uh, as as it cl- as as the whole video kind of climaxes, it goes into the Force Awakens footage, and it shows Ray, you know, snagging the uh, snagging the lightsaber or what have you, and it goes and the screen goes black, and then uh, one little light comes up, and you and you see a carded figure, and it begins to turn into place, and it's Ray on a vintage card, and it says the vintage line is coming back spring of 2018 so the vintage collection is returning and they're going to be adding in the force awakens characters could not be more excited about that i love the vintage collection i love getting these these new figures on 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 cards that look like the original cards uh in versions we've never seen before and um and so you know my little heart leapt and and now i've got to figure out how i'm going to continue to collect i actually oh it broke my heart i had to sell a few um had to sell a few of my vintage figures the other week uh, because I knew they'd make some money. And uh, I didn't scalp them. I just put them up at a reasonable price to start out on a bid. And, I mean, they went up because I had a vintage Ahsoka that I absolutely loved. And, oh, it broke my heart to have to let her go. And the guy who won was asking me about a, uh, the vintage collection, um, Imperial Guard, Emperor's Royal Guard, and I have one. And I just oh, I can't bring myself to let them go because they're some of my favorite-looking uh, there's some of my favorite looking characters out of Star Wars altogether. And as I understand it, we're supposed to be getting a six inch, uh, Imperial Guard. I know we've gotten the Walmart exclusive one, but also a Lando is supposed to be coming. A Hera is supposed to be coming somewhere down the road. Um, I still haven't seen Bays and Chirrut on the pegs around these parts, uh, the six inch black series, but I'm hoping to. So yeah, I, look, it was a great panel. And once again, thanks to Stur- SirStevesGuide.com. SirStevesGuide.com. He, uh, Facebook live streamed the whole panel, and I actually stepped away from the Anthony Daniels panel that was streaming live uh, from StarWars.com to go check that one out to kind of see what Hasbro was putting up and did. And they had a great presentation. They were showing some old stuff that Kenner was going to do after 84, some huge play sets, some neat carriers. Like they had a carrier that you could park the, uh, the old snowspeeder on and drive it around, and it just looked really, really, really great. And... Um, and uh and and i just uh it was a great panel and it's one of those that i would that's the panel i would have chosen to go to today uh while some other things were going on and um so really looking forward to really looking forward to what they've got coming down the line with that and uh and so uh they didn't really show any more three and three quarter inch stuff outside of the fact that the vintage collection is going to be returning in 2018 um, what else is streaming today? What else streamed other than that? I want to get into the Rebels thing. Um, I, I want to get into the Rebels situation. Uh, the trailer, which was just absolutely glorious. Uh, we are um, we're standing by, though, for a special call. In fact, I'm afraid Chaz Bazaar is getting bumped tonight, and that really breaks my heart um, because I love Chaz. Let me see. I think you. I need to text him. Let him know. I think you may be getting bumped so we'll we'll find out um bobby the blue whale definitely getting bumped tonight uh he messed up the intro so we we can't let him back on that's just how it goes listen if bobby the blue listen i gave him one job i said if you can do this then i'll let you swing back around at the end of the show and bobby messed up the intro what am i supposed to do 
let someone who messes up the intro continue on to the end. So yeah, um, the uh, that that's that situation. Well, let's do this. Let's begin here with uh, with this situation, Malanta. What's happening here? Why am I not hearing anything? This is strange. Well, that's not good. What's going on? Oh, wait. What's happening? Hold on. Start over. Two places to do volume. It was a simple story about a boy who was lost and a girl who was broken. They fought alongside a survivor, a war veteran, and a fallen knight. I led them into battle against an evil so terrible it tried to black out the stars. We fought for each other. We fought for those who could not. But we never imagined it would end like this. This is a time of difficult choices. Sometimes impossible ones. As long as we're together, We've got a chance. At least we'll go down fighting. All paths are coming together now. It's time to get to work. We are the balance, Ezra. We were meant to be Jedi so we could be here now. When Lothal needs us most. force be with you. I'm not going to lie. I, I almost got a little choked up just then. Uh, this, this trailer does make it seem like um, that what we're going to be seeing is, is the whole story come full circle. Because Kanan begins to talk about the idea of, you know, this is why we became Jedi, to come here when Lothal needs us the most. And it seems like they're going to be back to Lothal, trying to liberate Lothal or at least stop whatever the Empire has been doing there in their in their weapons production and that sort of thing. Um, some of the footage is obviously from Season 3, uh, but then other footage is just absolutely brand new um, once you get past Hera's initial um, conversation. There are A-wings coming down on... To Adats, there, uh, there's fighting with the uh, with lightsabers and dark sabers. There's, um, there's wolves. There's what is Kanan? Ezra has something in his hand on the back of that wolf. It looks to be some type of maybe. No, wait, that's Ezra and Sabine. And Sabine's gear. She slumped over her gear on the back of that wolf. I thought that was Kanan and Ezra, but it's it's Ezra and Sabine. They're on Lothal, that giant wolf creature, whatever it is, as Teresa would say, the wolf. Um, and, 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 and Sabine appears to be hurt. She appears to be slumped over her gear. 
and uh, the situations appear to be dire. Th two tie defenders, the three wing tie fighters, going after the ghost through some canyons. Again, this has to be on the thaw. Oh my, Lanta, the skydiving that's going on with Kanan. Uh, not Kanan, but Ezra and Sabine. It's a thing of beauty. Uh, oh, Yavin. I love this show so much. Oh my gosh. Uh, there they are, going to Yavin. I mean, whoo. <laughs> I need a sip of water. Ooh, oh no, water's empty. Oh man, that is beautiful. Absolutely. Canaan and Ezra in a tender or Canaan and Ezra in a tender moment. Whoa now. Canaan and Hera in a tender moment. And Hera uh gosh, I'm getting all my names confused. I'm getting all befuddled. Uh Ezra um <laughs> I like that Ezra has a painted up like biker scout helmet and he's got him a jetpack in this little clip as he and Sabine come up out of the canyon leading a, a, a troop of Mandalorians. And Ezra's finally got his jetpack, and he's painted up his scout helmet to look like he's a Mandalorian as well. Ewing, um, uh, a, a dish being blown up, a communications array dish being blown up. Saul shot, just quick shots. Bo-Katan is back. We see her in, in this trailer. And there's Rook uh, from... You know him primarily from you know if you read those Air of the Empire books, the old Zon books and everything, you know you know who he is, the Nograi, and he's on a speeder and he's pulled out basically what those Magna guards have that worked with Grievous, you know that can deflect a a lightsaber. Ezra's on the back of this speeder and he swings his lightsaber at Rook who blocks it. I can only assume that that's Kanan underneath a biker scout helmet uh, with with Ezra on the back. Chopper taking out a a, a stormtrooper there's a probe droid that ezra's fighting mandalorians flying all over the place stormtroopers sabine there's some kind of ship in here oh this is a great moment um hera's in this ship and i'll tell you what the ship looks like it looks like the mini ship that they sold with canaan which it looked kind of like a squashed up y-wing uh that's what it looks like and she's going into hyperspace going right through a hangar going into hyperspace and blowing by these things. That's an amazing move. Hera rivals Han Solo as the best pilot in the galaxy. And there's uh, Casual Friday Callus. Um, he actually appears to be wearing rebel... He's wearing rebel clothing. I mean, that's that's what it is. He's not in his his, his imperial uniform, of course. He's He's got on, like, the rebel jacket and, and the rebel fatigues and all. It looks like he took down a stormtrooper. There's some fighting on some imperial place, and oh, there's Rook was taken. That was Rook that was taken down. A, a, no, that's him fighting. Ezra. It has to be him fighting Ezra and Kanan again because it's a, it's a scout trooper. So it's Rook, though definitely taking on this trooper. And uh, you got to wonder if he's going to be if he's going to be in the employ of Thrawn or not because that's where we meet the Nograi is, is is under the employ of Thrawn based on their loyalty to Darth Vader back in the old novels. So who knows? Who knows what's going on? Um and uh and Death Trooper, TIE Fighters, TIE Defender, X Wings, ladies and gentlemen. We got X Wings in the house and they've got a green paint to them. So this might be Harris new X this might be Harris X Wing Squadron. General Sindula just coming into oh Harris helmet. 
is awesome. It's got basically on either side, it's got a it's got a yellow, not quite a circle. It's like a circle with the top and bottom cut off and made flat. And it's got a, a line, a yellow line going through almost like the no symbol. Um going through a TIE fighter. That's awesome. Hair is awesome. Uh we see some Y wings crashing. We see wait a minute. It looks like Bo Katan has taken up the Darksaber. Here's a clip. It's got Sabine and Sabine's mom standing behind Bo Katan and a bunch of Mandalorians going to kneel down, and it's Bo Katan holding the Darksaber. So they're obviously that looks like they're giving power over to Bo. And then Hera ends by saying, May the force be with you. Gosh. I love some Harrison Duel, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't mind telling you, I absolutely love um love Vanessa Marshall. What a glorious, glorious trailer. I gotta be honest with you, if I'm being a hundred percent real, uh Erish and I've already said it. I think I got a little more excited about this thing and a little more moved by this particular trailer than I did the uh the the, the Last Jedi trailer. Um and it, and it comes, again, it comes down to time spent with these characters. And it comes down to what's been done so well in this show. This show has, even in its, even when it's not the greatest, you know, you still get to know a little bit about these characters and spend some time with these characters. And, you know, knowing it's the last season, knowing what we're rolling into, and who knows what the next animated project would be. They've already done the shorts, the, uh, the Forces of Destiny. Uh, the, the little shorts are going to be showing this summer on the Disney YouTube and then in the fall packaging as a two-part special uh, with with some more shorts that won't be airing on Disney YouTube. Um, and those look great. Those look fun. Those look like they're going to be amazing. But uh, but I think we all want Filoni to go to his next thing. You know, we're all curious as what's next. I don't know that we'll know what's next until we get toward the end of uh, Rebels. Um, and, and so I don't know that they're going to go into D23 later on in the summer uh, saying, hey, here's what's coming next for Star Wars animation. Um, because the way they've pretty much run these things, especially with the movies, is we're going to focus on what's happening now. Um, they're going to have to ramp up that, that model with the Han Solo movie coming next May uh, on the heels of a December release of uh, The Last Jedi. But uh, I, I think it's going to be cool. Look, I am... I am all on board. I am all on board for Star Wars Rebels Season 4, and it was a great panel. Now, Filoni was making a big deal about his T-shirt this weekend, and it says Ahsoka Lives. It's got the old, it's got Ahsoka Lives and a question mark. And I didn't notice this today during the panel because I was a little too teary-eyed, but during the showing of the first trailer, Filoni changed shirts, and it went from a question mark to an exclamation point. Um... He and Pablo were talking in a panel earlier this weekend with, with Dave Collins that, you know, Pablo kind of hinted that Ahsoka's story would be definitively wrapped up here in season four. Ahsoka lives. I mean, you know, maybe that's the case. Maybe that's what's going on. So I am, I'm down. I'm down like a clown to bring Ahsoka back around. And I didn't even mean to rhyme, but I did because that's what I do. I flow like a river. I flow like a, like a, like a, like a toilet bowl when you flush it and it's not a low not one of them low flow toilets a flow um also today i tell you what if you've not seen the battlefront 2 trailer that was uh shown today uh do yourself a favor and check it out i don't play video games you know very much and i'm not good at like the first person shooter stuff but um 
but this looked amazing. It's game engine footage. You know, it says right at the beginning, it's game engine footage. Um, but it's also kind of setting up the story. This is very much an Imperial story. It's a special forces Imperial crew. And, and they are on indoor when the, uh, when, when the, uh, when the Death Star blows up and they're determined to continue to fight for the Empire. And that's what the story of this is going to be. It's going to span, I guess, the 30 years from Endor to The Force Awakens because there's footage from um, Starkiller Base. There's footage from Endor, of course. And uh, there's a moment where one of the characters actually walks up onto a Jedi Luke Skywalker. You, They confirmed that there would be a playable Luke and a playable Kylo Ren in this in this game. So that's pretty cool. Uh, if you if you play this stuff, Th this I tell you, video games have come so far. Remember Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> Remember Kid Icarus? Remember Metroid? Um, man, these games have come so far. But with this was also announced another book, a Battlefront tie-in book called Inferno Squad, and it follows this special force group of stormtroopers and tie fighter pilots and stuff called Inferno Squad. Uh, initially, when Inferno Squad was discussed it was said that it takes place after rogue one that this is the the uh a cleanup basically a, a, they're assigned to go after rebels in the wake of what happens on scarif and in this in that book may very well follow from scarif up to the beginning of this um this video game so the the, the settings look amazing uh they're on a planet where the leaves are on these trees are red and when they fall into the water the leaves begin to dissolve and look like they're bleeding um eris Chernovis, here we go Eric Schoenweiss is standing right behind Billy D. Williams. Uh, Billy D. Williams at the 501st Bash, and Eric Schoenweiss is letting some of that cool rub off on him. Uh, I'm see you're seeing Ray. We're seeing Darth Maul. We're seeing people run around on tauntauns. We're seeing stuff that looks like uh, the space battle over Scarif, but it's obviously not. And then it cuts to Kylo Ren doing his thing on this trailer. Um, again, I don't... This is one of those things that could convince me to get like a PlayStation 4 just to be able to play Battlefront, you know, and find out what it's all about. Um, <laughs> SAB in the chat says, Remember Atari, remember Atari's adventure? Your character was a square. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I remember, um, I remember Atari 2600 Pac-Man where you, you were just a, a blob just kind of dying, dying, dying. Um, I mean, they were some crappy, uh, sound effects and stuff on that. Let me see what we can, let's see what happens here. This is going to be interesting. Let's see if we got the sound here. Any sound? I don't hear any sound. There we go. This is Pac-Man from the Atari 2600. And these sound effects, believe it or not, if Pac-Man dies, believe it or not, these, um... Uh-oh, we got... Ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing them in here. We're bringing them in live, ladies and gentlemen. We've bumped Shaz Bazaar for this guy. Just glad to have him on hey. from Rebel Force Radio down me? in Orlando on the floor. Jimmy Mack! Jim, can you hear me? Hey, it's breaking up a lot. Oh, no. Yes? you, you got to be kidding me. Yes, I can hear you. 
Can you? You are breaking up a lot, Jim. Oh man. Mm. Yeah, this is gonna be tough. Yeah, this you is. Do it on the phone. This, yeah, let me call your phone, Jim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll Sounds call you. Good. It'll be a seven zero six number. I'll call you. Call my phone. All right, I'm gonna call Jimmy Mac's phone. We're gonna get a, we're gonna get an update on the ground. Apparently, I am struggling to make things happen tonight, and that's not good. That's <laughs> punch me in a coconut. Um, hit me with a hacky sack. And they did. And they did. All right. Um, let's see here. If I can go to contacts. I have a hard time, ladies and gentlemen, um, doing this. Uh, and they did. All right, here we go. Seven. All right, here we go. Let's see how this does now. Steven? Jimmy Mack. Okay, that's much better. Indeed. Welcome to Geek Welcome to Geek Out Loud, buddy. Okay. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I can't even tell you. Uh, you sound um, you sound almost as thrilled as Sheldon does to be on Rebel Force Radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, are you still there? Did we lose you? Holy crap. What is going on? Did you mute me? No. Oh, okay. You, you dropped out for a second. <laughs> No, I didn't mute you. I'm going to try to stand still. How's that? That's great. That's fine. That's okay. fine. Jim, okay. I don't want to... I'm sorry, Steve. No, you're fine. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'm just excited to have you on. Um, I miss you so much. I wish you were out here. That's why I was dying to talk to you because, um, you know, I, I know you're not from Celebration Coverage. It's amazing and everything. And probably way better than coverage that anybody could actually provide being out here. <laughs> um, but uh, we really... We really wish you were out here. And a lot of people have been saying that, too, Steve. Well, that's good. You know, I've had a few people come up to me and say, oh, I wish Big Steve was out here. I'm like, yeah. But you'll probably be at the next one. I, I probably will. You know, I said in Anaheim, hashtag never again, and I mean it this time. Hashtag never again. Um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I just I, – I have missed being there with you guys, but it has been fun to be able to not stand in line uh, for, you know, mm-hmm. overnight or whatever the case may be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we we don't do that. Right. We don't we just don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and now with the panel coverage being streamed online, it's it's much easier, you know. Yeah. It's just yep. uh it, it it's easy. It, it's people want to camp out all night and sleep on a concrete and um you know, and really go through the endurance to be in there. That's great. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, Steve if it ain't a Led Zeppelin reunion, I'm not doing it, okay? <laughs> I'm too old. I'm too old, Jim. I'm too old. You know what? Even if I was 20 years, 30 years younger, I don't know if I would do it. Yeah. I just, uh, it, 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 I think it's a little too overhyped, mm. that whole, 
you know, sleep overnight in the place and stuff. I don't know. I spend top dollar on hotel rooms. I, you know, I'd like to sleep in a bed. And right. I also understand about, you know, you, you mentioned age. There are older fans who really can't be laying out there on a concrete slab. Right. And right. there's uh, parents, parents who have little kids. They can't be left alone in a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a weird situation because I know in the past, you know, there have been a few panels here and there that people have stayed up for. Uh, but this year it seems like an overabundance. It, it seems like, you know, that, that there's just a lot of stuff going on that people are lining up way in in early for it out there this year. And um, strange. It's strange. Uh, it, 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 I, it, What's even more strange is when we're walking into the convention set. Yeah. Uh oh, we People. lost. Uh, oh, I'm back. I'm here. When you you're walking in the convention center and what now? And you're stepping over the bodies of sleeping people <laughs> there on the sidewalk. <laughs> I don't know if that makes fandom look really good. It right. seems demoralizing, <laughs> demeaning. It lacks integrity. It lacks. Um, it just. It's. It's just not for me. <laughs> well, it, it's but, almost you know. it, it makes it like Comic Con. You know, you hear San Diego Comic Con, all these people sleeping out on the on the road to uh, to make mm. these big Hall H panels or whatever, and it just seems like that's never been celebration. That's never been what celebration's been about. No, and Jason actually, you know, he's one of the top marketing minds in the Cleveland theatrical scene. He actually has some rather brilliant ideas that would most likely solve the situation. I'll put Jason out in a few minutes okay. and ask him about that. Great. Stuff. I don't want to steal his thunder. Well, so what have... We've, we've been having a lot of fun, though. You know what's been fun for us on this trip, Steve? What's that? Is we did the, we did the big RFR bath yep. Yep. on Wednesday night, and that was amazing. We yes. had a packed house. Steve Sansweet was there, Ann Newman, Rebel Force Radio, and our Patreon community, and everyone who was there at the bash, we all pulled in our money, and uh, we were able to present Steve with a thousand-dollar donation, amazing cash donation to Rancho Obi Wan. Well done, and uh, that was really nice. And it was cool because I went into the Rancho Obi Wan exhibit on the show floor, mm-hmm. and they have one of those, you know, those thermometers that they fill in as they reach their goals. Yeah, and um, and uh, they it said, you know. Rebel Force Radio on there with the donation. I just I felt good about that. I was happy, and because um, you know they have a sixty thousand dollar goal. Yes. For celebration to raise that kind of money. So if your listeners are interested and they want to go to RanchoObiWan.org and and um, help out and uh, get a membership to Rancho Obi Wan, thirty five bucks you get a patch, a letter from Steve Sansweet, and uh, other regular mailings and. Uh, Cool perks like challenge coins on occasion, pins. You know, they, uh, Steve and Ann and the guys at Rancho Everyone always put together the coolest membership kits. But so we were able to, you know, do that. And um, we had a 501st induction ceremony for Star Wars prop wizard expert and all-around good dude Tom Spina. Tom from Spina, Tom Spina, yeah. Spina Designs, yeah. So we surprised him with an honorary membership induction. Oh, that's to great. The, 501st and that was really cool and then we were able to you know just talk to everyone out in the crowd author adam bray was there our buddies from uh, nissan and the nissan rogue one limited edition were there handing out yeah we had on earlier on this show we had josh licked you know who bought a mm-hmm. nissan oh rogue. yeah i love yeah. josh yes 
Yeah. He was at the bash. And he actually bought one. Yeah. So, God, I'm so jealous. There's only 5,000 of them made. So that's that's pretty amazing collectible. You know, that's one I would, like, when it would finally sort of, you know, um, it, it would sit there, you know, and, and reach that kind of junker state. That's right. You know, where you have to get a new car, you have to upgrade. <laughs> right. And you turn in your old car for, like, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever with yep. the trade-in. I wouldn't trade I wouldn't change it trade-in. It would just sit out in my driveway forever. You know, or maybe I would just take it apart piece by piece and put the pieces in the Star Wars room. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I no. have a, I have two, you know, two tons of metal up in my right. uh, in my room. It breaks through the floor. Right. It surprises everyone in the living room. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I imagine explaining that to your insurance company. Mm. Well, he took apart our car and decided to put it in the uh, bedroom upstairs and. Um, it broke through and the it, floor. Yeah, just completely demolished the house by doing so. The car is now in the basement. So what it, what has been your experience? Because, I mean, you guys aren't necessarily doing live shows like you did way back in the past, you know, from the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you're you just kind of, are you just getting to enjoy the, the celebration? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've got to tell you, it's pretty cool. I'm able to do a lot of the things I've never been able to do mm-hmm. at Star Wars Celebration. Like, I mean, really, I'm talking about little things, like, having a circle of your friends together mm-hmm. like at the end of the day and you're all just sitting on the floor going through your swag bag and showing off your purchases and nice. stuff it's like stuff like and actually being able to walk around and shop and and you know reach new collecting goals mm-hmm. because there's a wide variety of Star Wars prototype action figures. Oh, wow. And for the longest time, I've considered adding one to my collection, but I've never really been around them very much and never really felt it. But I came across this great dealer, and I, I'd give him a plug if I could remember the name of this place. <laughs> I liked him on Facebook, so I wouldn't forget, and here I am forgetting. But um, he had an incredible display of all these prototype action figures, and he had a Mace Windu from The Phantom Menace. Oh, wow. And it's a, a you know, prototype action figure, an early factory test run that, you know, they're not supposed to be released publicly, but, sure. you know, they slip out. Yeah. And uh, they're highly sought after collectibles, and I never owned one. So I purchased this Mace Windu. I'll put a picture of it up on our Facebook page, and I'll text it to you. But it's so cool. And if you look at it, it looks like Sheldon Norton. Oh, no. <laughs> You'll see what I mean. Nice. Hold on, hold on. Hey, can you text Steve the picture of the Mace Windu prototype action figure with Sheldon? With Sheldon, yes. Okay, so you'll be getting Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But, um... But so, you know, it's just like little things like that, yeah. shopping around. And we've been, you know, meeting a lot of listeners, which is cool, handing out a bunch of our own swag and um, and really just taking in the convention. They have amazing Star Wars customized rides mm-hmm. out on the floor, the biggest, the biggest that I've ever seen. There's a guy who does life-size screen-accurate he calls them action figures. You know, they're mannequins or whatever, right, right, statues, whatever right. you want to call But they, I mean, they are so amazingly accurate. And they have a, you know, a, a display of that stuff. Um, we've seen all kind of cool stuff. Now, the panels, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been avoiding them. We've oh, been wow. watching the Verizon feeds in the morning. And uh, we're staying at our favorite hotel, you know, our headquarter hotel, the uh, Hilton Lake Buena Vista. Which is also uh, oh nice Orlando head yeah or also Orlando headquarters to uh, geek out loud 
Indeed, from indeed. What I understand. Yes. <laughs> for when you come down to do the uh, the half marathons. That's right. That's right. And and when you come down to do Star Wars weekends with me, this is where we always stay. Yes. Yes. And um, and uh, so our friend Michael Arbolino, he's the best. He's taking care of us as he always does. And um, so our, our headquarters has been here in the morning, and then we have people who come by, like my brother Bill, Sheldon. Um, uh, we had uh, Kevin Lyle here. We had uh, uh, Matt Sparky, David Sparks, who's uh, a guy who's a Apple um, wizard, and he has his uh, own podcast that's really popular. And so we just have, you know, been having this uh, crew of people stopping in and hanging out and watching the panels with us during breakfast. Oh, and nice. Then we yeah. Had a, then yesterday we podcasted and we released that show today, which was a recap of the Last Jedi panel. Yes, yeah. So that was really interesting. But we're kicking ourselves now because we did the recap right after the panel, mm-hmm. and we were looking at that teaser poster. Yes. And we thought for sure that was Ray opposite Luke, but no. it's actually Kylo. It's Kylo Ren. Yeah. So we feel like idiots, and not you know people are probably calling us yeah. out online, calling us more. Yeah, what are stuff, you gonna do? What are you care. gonna do? You're watching it online. You're you're doing an immediate reaction. We thought it was Ray, but yeah. whatever. I mean, why would they have Ray on the poster twice? That's just stupid. <laughs> well, and you know, we had <laughs> so some. Now I see it. By the way, I just got the I got the text from Swank of Sheldon holding that man. <laughs> Doesn't that look like Sheldon? It looks like Sheldon Norton. Indeed. But I had someone mention to me, as far as that poster goes, that teaser poster goes, they were they were talking about the fact that uh, Kylo also bears a strong resemblance in this situation to, in Episode 3, Hayden Christensen. Mm, yeah, that can be said. There could be some correlation there. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we're going to see Hayden in Episode 8. I'm speculating that we are. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, think, I think we probably will. And, uh, we won't be seeing Billy D. There's been flat out denial yeah. from his smooth talking with Billy D. Williams yeah. panel. And hey, how about uh, those smooth? How about those smooth shades he refuses to take off? Yeah, those with the blue. Yeah, rims. yeah. He just refuses. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> he picked those yeah, up. We were digging it. He picked those we up at some tchotchke it. shop somewhere, and he's like, "I'm leaving these on. These are my <laughs> shades." <laughs> so, um, so for us, yeah, it's been mostly about roaming. It's yeah. been about socializing. Good. We, you know, we, we're recording in our top secret uh, recording bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, nothing. Yeah, no shows from the floor. Um, nothing. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty nice this time. I gotta yeah. say, we're not working so hard, and we're able to get out there and really, you know, meet a lot of people yeah. and stuff. And, get a feel for what the convention is like some of the dealers out there have been just downright rude i'm mean, really just jerking most of them have been fantastic mm-hmm. but some of them wow what a chip on the shoulder my god i i, I dealt with some legitimate you know what hole yeah. out here well but yeah. we'll talk about that on rebel force right yeah now. i don't want to i don't want to negativity to your doorstep <laughs> well, shows going on <laughs> I don't want dealers will all be looking for me tomorrow. <laughs> I gotta go back there one morning. Come on. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to steal your thunder either. I know you guys are are going to be doing your own thing and and everything. I just think you know what we like to do for not at celebration coverage is get some boots on the ground kind of you know uh, re- reactions and that sort of thing to what you know just personal experiences and that and that kind of stuff. So 
Um, well, you know what? I got Jason Swank here with me, and he's going to jump on real quick. Great, great. Put also, him on. Bro- brother Billy Mack is here, too. And and Billy's probably been on the floor more than either of us. I know he's gone through the autograph hall. We haven't done that yet. Mm. And uh, and everything else. Why don't, Jason, why don't you just hop on the line here if you want. I think, what do you want, Steve, to call you directly? Do you have Jason's cell phone number? I, I do. I do. We're not doing Skype. It was all like. Bah, 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 bah. That was that was a good impersonation of it, by the way. <laughs> Believe me, been there, done that. We call that we call that Skyper activity, my friend. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Um, you know. Um, all right. All right. Well, we're in Orlando, and Steve, the weather is. Uh, the weather is nice, and we wish you were here. Yes. And uh, uh, Swank is standing by. Are you calling in? He's trying to call my He's cell call- phone. In, in- oh, you found the cell phone. He, all right. Is it cool if you punch up Jason on yeah, let me, the, let me, the cell phone he, over there? I'm going to punch. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. I would just hand my phone to Jason, but I'm sitting on the floor because it needs to be charged, so I have it plugged sure. in the wall, and Jason doesn't want to stand up and walk across. I understand. Well, I'm going to... Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know how I can bring. Let, let me try, Jim. This may cut you off. No, it's, it's okay. Just you can just talk to Jason. Okay. No, I don't want to take up just. No, I've said. I've said a lot. I've said a very interesting <laughs> thing. All right, you two. Very interesting. Well, let him. Well, no, I wanted you to tell him about your solution for the tickets and the lines and all that. Let stuff. him. Let him know I'm calling him on oh, his cell phone. He says he's dying to tell you about it. So, call him on his. Cell I'm going to call him on his cell phone. Tell him it'll be from a seven zero six number. 706 coming through in just a few minutes. All right. Uh, you said, oh, you said it'll answer. So, okay. Usually we have to work months in advance to arrange a call with Swank. Yeah. Oh, and he, uh, I, so I also he's hungry. So let's see. Okay. Uh, well, warning. let's see if there's let's, a warning label on there. It, it's going to be ringing here. Potato chips. It's going to be ringing here, hopefully. I think I dialed it right. Do you want? I didn't touch my feet. Yeah, you can touch your feet. <laughs> All right, Jason, hey. Jason Swank and Jimmy Mac, both on cell phones, basically in the same room. Okay, Jimmy's hung up now. All right. Yeah, Jimmy's gone. Okay. Jimmy's gone. He's uh, back to his potato chips. Okay, great. Jason, how are you, man? It's good to talk to you. Uh, I'm doing great. Great to uh, talk to you as well. Um, it's hard not to do great in uh, Orlando this time of year. I hear you. Listen, uh, listen to the RFR Bash. You guys did a great job. And um, thank you. And congratulations on a huge turnout to that, by the way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a great turnout. Yeah. It and was I, great to uh, see people and, and and hear from folks that you know you only get to see about uh, once a year or once every two years. Sure. And um, it's it's like a big reunion. Yeah. Um. So we've we, uh, I start out I've started out all of my shows with the not at celebration coverage, just kind of going over some of the stuff I've seen on Twitter <laughs> about the lines yeah. and about the waiting and stuff and yeah. and myself and scott rife and we were talking and and scott tends to think that maybe in 2019 you, you know the big the big announcement is going to be they're going to try to go by coastal with the opening of star wars land uh we've also talked right. we've also talked about the arrangement of things uh there at the orlando convention center because it seems to me like that was always a really good place to have celebration uh until you squeeze a mm-hmm. hundred thousand people on a saturday in there um, and then it yeah. seems like a mess. What, Jason? You're a marketing expert out of the Cleveland area. What have you got? 
Well, I think that, you know, they have to realize that it's a different ball game for them and that they, um, you know, there aren't, I wouldn't say that there are larger venues. I mean, maybe there are that would be more accommodating for this kind of thing. But I, I, I do think they have to realize that, you know, Star Wars is, uh, is getting older and so are some of the fans. Mm-hmm. And our willingness to, you know, uh, you know, act like refugees in some sort of, uh, you know, uh, camp, yeah. I, I guess you could say, you know, is our, our willingness to do that is diminishing, mm-hmm. no matter how great the carrot is. And what I would love to see them do, and I, you know, I'm look, I'm not a convention promoter. Yeah, I work in marketing and we do events and, um, you know, with big crowds. But what I would love to see them do is kind of go to an a la carte style. Yes. Uh, you know, get, you know, maybe cut the price down of the individual day pass, or the four day pass, and then let us purchase some of the bigger panels mm. and have an assigned seat mm-hmm. uh, so that you're guaranteed and you can you know, get up at a reasonable time or show up at a re- you know, reasonable amount of time you know, prior to the event. Yeah, yeah. But instead, you know, it seems like there's this fixation to have people uh, almost an endurance test where people are wrapped around the building, sleeping outside, curled up with pillows. They don't allow them to have tents. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it's great. You know, Ryan Johnson came out and, you know, he, he shook hands for four hours. Kudos to him. I mean, that's great. He, it's something he didn't have to do. But I also think that this uh, treatment of the fans is a little unnecessary i think there's a better way jason do you think that it's kind of that um that whole idea of trying to build in the the sense of demand that's there um when when you talk about because you look at like a san diego comic-con and that's kind of Mm -hmm. a badge of honor at comic-con to sleep out all night on the side of the road to to be in one of those hall h panels um you know and, and it's become it's become the culture of san diego it has in Comic Con. It has, and it has, and 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 I really regret that that is leaching into, you know, look, San Diego Comic Con. I've never been there. I think it's great for the people who love it, and that's 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 their jam. But I do, I really don't want to see celebration turn into San Diego Comic Con light. Yeah, agree. And um, you know, it's it to me, it just seems like a, a, a total exercise in futility. I mm-hmm. now here on the other, on the other hand, I want to give them credit because once upon a time, you know, Jimmy Mack and I, you know, we remember the days when we were being told that, you know, they weren't even comfortable with us, uh, you know, 10 years ago, eight years ago, podcasting at celebration. Right. Oh right. no, no, right. no. Oh, if you do that, the people aren't going to want to buy tickets and aren't going to want to come down. And, and they really evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now you've got the streams, and thank goodness for the streams. I give them loads and loads and loads and loads of credit. Indeed. Because if it wasn't for the streaming, you know, we're down here. We wouldn't have seen any of this stuff. Sure, But sure. thank goodness they do that. Well, you know, they uh, honestly, the first day, it the stream felt like it was the first time they tried to do something like this. Uh, there were so many <laughs> glitches and stuff, and I'm like, this is the third yeah. time. This is the third time you should be on top of it. And they got things worked out. Along and along, they, they've yep. still had some issues, I guess, with their schedule and what they've been showing. But here's what I've said: I would pay a fee if I'm not going to be able to be there. I would pay a fee to be able to uh, a la carte the panels that I stream during the day. 
because there's some of these things, you know, like an Anthony Daniels panel, God bless him. I know there are a lot of people who've never heard him sit and tell his stories, but I have. And so mm-hmm. rather than right. watch rather than watch Anthony Daniels, I want to watch the Hasbro panel. Um, yes. You know, rather than rather than watch uh, Ian McDermott, who is fantastic, but I've seen him. You know, I've been there, done that. Um, right. You know, I'd rather watch the Disney Parks panel and what's coming with the Disney Parks. And so I think there's money for them to be money to be made in in giving those kind of options to the people who can't be there but still want to stream. Um, I think it's a great idea, and you see that happen a lot with, you know, various conferences. Uh, I haven't seen it happen so much with, uh, with uh, you know, comic conventions or sci-fi conventions, but you do see it with professional conferences where you can sort of virtually attend. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. I think you know where you have Comic Con HQ, yes. which is sort of kind of, um, I think, getting to that point where it's a subscription model, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you can sort of virtually attend some of these things. Um, you know, and of course it could open up the door for scalpers, you know, what I'm recommending where you can actually buy tickets to the individual events mm-hmm. themselves. And, and I got to confess, I was once critical of that. I think it was, uh, you know, God rest your soul, Carrie Fisher, who charged an additional fee with an additional ticket mm-hmm. to see her one woman show. And at the time I remember being, uh, quite critical of that, but I look back on it now and I'm like, that's the model. I think that's yeah. the way they got to go. The other half of that is, you know, to cut down the price because, you know, um, you, you have, have having these things in Orlando. You're bringing. You see a lot of families. You see three, four, sometimes five uh, members of a family all mm-hmm. coming together, and it's a it's a pricey proposition. And I think to myself, boy, I really would love at celebrate at the next celebration to bring my son, who's going to be about six years old at the time. Yeah. But I won't be able to, you know, I won't be able to take him into any panels. Right. He's not going to want to sit in line for 12 <laughs> hours. I'm supposed to camp out with my six-year-old. Right, right. You know, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. No. It really doesn't. I think they've got to find a better model. And, you know, if we continue to compare it to San Diego Comic-Con, that's, there's not a solution there. No, there's, I, there's, I, <laughs> there's, I agree. There's no light at the end of that tunnel. No, I, I completely agree. And, and you know, I think that the, the thing is, is, and this is and this is the problem I'm having is even back the worst time I've ever had as far as lines and stuff goes was Celebration Three in Indianapolis, and mm. and even then I don't remember there being people would grumble a little bit but they got over it quickly as I recall because there was still you were right. still at Star Wars Celebration, and this year there seems to be a pallor that's just kind of hanging because of some of the issues particularly on that first day that hasn't that they haven't been able to shake because even in well, some of the even in some of the smaller panels people aren't able to get in or they're being over in, in one case they'll they'll cap at the uh, over the cap they'll cap the line and then be like oh well we made a mistake there's about 300 too many here so we're going to have to bump you and yeah you know and, and those kind of things yeah, are like united airlines yeah <laughs> Yeah, they bring in Darth Vader to cut your hand off yeah. and get you out of there. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and drag you out like some sort of like a sack of potatoes right. as you're screaming and crying. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, you know, I, Steve, I've been thinking a lot about Celebration 3, actually, because of, you know, the line situation. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple of things I remember about that. One was that was uh, we knew we were seeing George Lucas. It yep. was the first time he was coming back to a a Star Wars event mm-hmm. since 
um, the 10th anniversary convention. Um, so it was a it was a really big deal, and I think we were more tolerant because we knew that was the only one we were going to have to wait in line for. Right. That was the only that was that was the exception. Mm-hmm. Now it's becoming the rule that they're all. Um, you know that they're all a, a something you have to, you know, wait in line right. for. And, and, Everything's and, and, and a big deal. And honestly, people shouldn't have to choose one event a day. Agreed. When agreed. you're paying sixty, sixty-five dollars a day to be there. Mm-hmm. I a hundred percent agreed. Um, and like I say, when it when it trickles down, when you get that trickle down into then the smaller panels, your Marvel Star Wars mm-hmm. panel, your collector's track. You know, I heard someone, I heard of a a friend of mine that got kicked out of a collector's track because they they let everyone in and then there weren't chairs and they had to run some people out. And it's like, and this was a big yeah. collector. He was there for the collector's track panels. And, you know, right. it's just, it's one of those things that's just a little disappointing. I want to shift gears with you uh, because sure. because I know you're a collector. Jim's a collector too, but I know that you mm-hmm. um, don't open uh, some things the same way I do. Um, right. And I know that we both had the same affinity for the uh, vintage collection back a few years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard. Uh, but Hasbro today at their panel announced the vintage collection is returning in 2018 with Force with Force Awakens stuff. Yeah, so. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I saw uh, the the mock-up of Ray mm-hmm. in a vintage on a vintage card. Yes, and uh, I'm I'm thrilled. I really am. You know, it's funny because you you kind of forget um, just how iconic and impactful that look is Mm -hmm. um but you're reminded of it when you come to a celebration and you just you literally see walls and walls of action figures spanning you know the last 40 years and to and still those vintage packages just jump out at you um and so i'm and and they remain i think you know the, the most true um to you know the star wars brand and the whole history. So uh, I think it's a welcome change. Uh, you know, I, again, as someone who has marketing sensibilities, I understand why they, they feel the need to reinvent it uh, from year to year. And, and you know, we want to keep the brand and the hobby uh, and the toys alive for the kids. I'm a big believer in that. I have kids yeah. myself. I love that they go, you know, to Target and Toys R Us and they're interested in looking at the Star Wars toys. But um, I, I think that the, this packaging is beautiful. It it is it just screams Star Wars. Yes. And I hope that they keep and I hope they keep it around for a while. I, I really don't see any any reason to change. To be honest with no, you, no, I don't. Um, they still jump off the pegs at you. What do uh, What do your kids gravitate toward when it comes to the Star Wars toys, Jason? Well, my son is really into the Lego. Mm-hmm. He um, he's a little. Uh, he's a little confused. He, he conflates the movies with the Lego specials, and so he quotes he quotes them interchangeably. Nice. You know, he still thinks that when the Emperor is falling through the chute, he's yelling, "This was not part of the plan." <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so, but he um, he loves the Lego stuff, and but he also. Um, he really enjoys the, the Hasbro, the three and three quarter inch oh, okay, good. figures. Cool. I have a box of you know my loose figures, which yeah. I've sort of, you know, that was back in the day. Remember, Steve, when we could buy two of each? Yes, um, yes, I do. <laughs> back when they were three and four dollars a piece. And you know, and I look at myself, dollars. right? And I look at myself now, and I'm like, why was I doing that? Uh, 
<laughs> because someday, Steve, you're going to have kids of your own, and they're going to love you because you're going to bring out a big box of loose figures right. and uh, and give it to them, and it's going to be like well, you know, I've Christmas. Got, I've gotten to where I just open everything unless I think it looks better on the package than it would out of the package. Like, oh man, I wish I could be that uh, that disciplined. About hey, let it. me tell you um, something. There, let me tell you. You get a figure, and you open one up, and and it, and you just remember the joy of opening a new toy, and it, and you can't help but yeah. keep on. Um, but you know, it's weird because you know Jimmy Mack is uh, he is definitely not a uh, you know card collector. He's not oh, a yeah. he's not a, a mint on card collector. So we both actually got a hold of thanks to a loyal Rebel Force Radio listener Nick. Um, he was so kind enough to wait in line a little bit for us this morning and grab that beautiful 40th anniversary uh, Black Series 6-inch uh, um, Luke in oh, his X-Wing. you mean the one you were going to try to steal from me yesterday? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's okay. the one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I want to give credit to Nick, but he got one for me and one for Jim. Nice. Uh, after he got one for you, mm-hmm. and but it was such a reversal because I can't wait to get home, rip it open, and, 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 and pose it and uh, take pictures like a – you know, that I don't is, know what. Yes. Uh, well, you know, that, is, that figure is the first Black Series figure I was given for my birthday, and I wasn't going to get into the six-inch stuff. And when I realized yeah. you can pop this box open okay without messing up the box, and, you know, you can pull them out and pose them and everything, uh, I began. that's when I got hooked on the six-inch line. Um, yeah. Just such good quality I love that, figures. too, because you can put them back in the package. Now, these, you can't, because these no. are on that vintage right card and uh with you know with the the blister card yep but uh no i'm excited to you know rip those babies open nice. and, and and get them uh, all posed up next to the rest of them but but jimmy looked at it, oh, I think i'm gonna keep this on the card what so we have a little bit what? of reversal going on what yeah you keep happened? it on the card oh my god yeah. what world do we live in where that where that's I the know. case <laughs> Well, Jason, I, I I don't want to hold you up too long. I know you guys have got some nice pool sitting to go do. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's not the same without you, brother. Hey, listen, I miss it terribly. I've been missing you guys, and the, the and for for no other reason than just to sit by the pool and chill out with you guys. Um, and I have some I have some all fair questions I'm going to have to ask you guys down the road uh, about about activity Alrighty. about activities. But we'll we'll get to that later, man. Thanks. <laughs> And make sure you thank Jimmy Mac for me too, because I really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to us I, about your experience I, down there. I, I will. Hey, you know what? We've got, we've got one more member of the team here. We got uh, Billy Mac, and Billy was actually uh, at some of the panels, and he's in fact he he sat in on the I think this is the third or the fourth uh, Secrets of the Cantina panel with uh, Tom Spita and Pablo Hidalgo. So. If you, if you want, yeah, throw I can, him on. Uh, throw pass you over to him. Throw and he can on, give you a little bit. Throw on Billy Mac, and then uh, and I'll just hang up with him. All right. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate All right, it, man. Here he is. Here's Billy Mac. All right. Here he is. Hey, Steve. Billy Mac. Listen, I can't give you a ride to the airport this year. I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, that's right. God, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Now I can Uber. That's right. Oh, every, yeah. Think, things change every time I come to one of that's these. That's right. Uh, that's right. One of these things. The world is a little little different. I've been doing this for 15 years now. That's hard to believe. Isn't it crazy, Bill? How's your experience yeah. been? How's your experience been this celebration? Well, it's it's been pretty good. You know, I mean, I've been having a good time hanging around with these guys. I mean, that 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 to me's been the highlight. Uh, we've been having a lot of laughs. Uh, you know, but um, the 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 convention. I I try to keep my pleasures 
small. Mm-hmm. Sure. It just seems enormous. <laughs> right. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen it as crowded or as big of a crowd as they've got this year. I, I think this has got to be the biggest. Um, now today probably wasn't the best day for me to do this, uh, uh, but I went over and checked out the celebration store and the uh, autograph hall and. I just kind of wandered through there, and it was so crowded. I think today being Saturday is probably their biggest uh, yeah. attendance day. So, like well, I said, Bill, it may we're, not we're hearing the numbers. The numbers, the numbers I'm hearing that have been floating around are between seventy-five and a hundred thousand people today. Today, yeah, today, just today, today alone. alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be far and away. Uh, I mean that that just decimates what they've had before if right. that's true. Because right. I, well, my understanding was Anaheim was like fifty thousand, and right. that was bigger than the last Orlando what, one. What I was being told by an exhibitor yesterday was that they were expecting seventy five thousand. The same exhibitor told me today that he heard uh, as many as a hundred thousand have been there. Well, I, I could believe it based on what I saw today. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. I mean, I just and I mean that celebration door i mean it must have been you know three four hour wait yeah i mean that 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 makes me think of what it was like in indianapolis yes for celebration two well, and that was 15 years ago well celebration look at that and go like i just think to myself my god like i mean how many times have they they done this and they stole this is still, this can't is still get the uh the quality of things here that people would have to wait three three to four hours. Yeah. Well, you know, I was at Celebration 3, and, and I remember people going, getting there in the morning and lining up, and eight hours later you'd bump into them having just come out of the Celebration store in Indianapolis. Oh, and that, that's, that's too much. That's yeah. just too much. Just to that, get, that's why I like to just pick a handful of panels that, that you know, I, I, I might have to wait 15 minutes for, sure. and I go to those. And I'm usually pretty satisfied, you know, with my choices. <laughs> well, you got I into the know what I like at this age. You, huh? you got into the cantina panel, huh? Yeah, I went to that this afternoon. Those are always just awesome. And I mean, the cantina is just something I've always been so fascinated with because mm-hmm. it just it takes me back to that original movie i think a lot of younger viewers especially don't realize the, the shock value that the cantina had when it originally sure. came out i mean that it was just such an exotic uh, weird thing uh to see all those different aliens in there and it really is the only part of star wars that you see these different al- i mean you know you've got the trash compactor monster i guess and the sand people and stuff but the 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 more exotic type of aliens you know you only see them it's all in that one scene and the story behind how that was done is just fascinating these guys are always coming up with these little surprises hidden all hidden in every nook and cranny of that of the well there are two sets um but this one was I've, i've seen all three of them so far and uh uh that they've done they've done three mm-hmm. and they they they've presented something a little different each time and this time they they had uncovered a a, a picture of uh, George Lucas sitting on a dewback outside of outside oh, wow. of the cantina wow <laughs> wow i mean stuff i'd never i'd never i'd never seen and the walrus man the, the walrus man head uh, the, uh, the Walrus Man decapitation scene that was actually filmed, which I, I didn't know until I went to this panel. They had they had shown footage of it. This year they did not. They only showed a photo of it. Mm. The previous two years they they actually had the footage of 
of walrus man's pulsating wow. head oozing with blood. Very graphic, original wow. concept for how he yeah. got dispatched. Yeah. But, uh, what now? With, just hold, go ahead. What I was surprised was, and I saw where Pablo tweeted out the, the, the denizens of the cantina that were named today. One of them, the more alien-looking one, I would have sworn would have already had a name. Uh, well, was that the goat? Yeah, the goat-looking one. Yeah. Well, there were two of them. Okay. So I think this was the second one, which okay. was hidden in another part. Yeah. Um, they named him, and they named. Well, they named oh, some. Shoot, they I named. Can't, I can't remember. From what I, one. from what I've seen, it looks like uh, some dude that uh, look. He looks like he played Little John in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. To be honest with you, from the pictures I'm seeing. Oh right. Okay, that was one of the uglies. Yeah, one of the uglies. That was what. <laughs> Well, this is this is this is this is the funny thing. Uh, the the uh, bartender, uh, the pipe smoker guy, mm-hmm. um, Doctor Evazan, uh, a number of the very recognizable characters in that place came from a talent agency in England. Uh, that uh, uh, were they were called? It's called the Uglies, or they. Um, I don't know. That was the, the name of their troupe. That was where they 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 did casting out of, and and they had uh, from the the Lucasfilm archives the numerous um, uh, headshots of the uglies. And the funny thing was is that the headshots of some of these actors, <laughs> like they had, were the bartender, right, the right, guys. You know, I you know when this guy, I said when I looked at this, I always thought, wow, what great makeup they did. He goes, folks, here's his actual headshot. And he looks exactly the same. That was actually how he looked. I mean, there's no difference at all. You know? Oh, that's but, terrible. Mean, yeah, I mean, so, so. Oh, we lost him. Oh, he just cut off on me. No. I, I guess it still exists. Okay, that's you're what, back. What you cut called. off You cut off for a second. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what's, oh, did I? Yeah, what's amazing to me is they still don't know who played Ponda Baba. They don't know who played Walrus Man. No, he said, though, that they are getting very close, they think, but he didn't want to say who it was. Sure. But I, they're, they're on the case. And they, and, but he did hint that, he, 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 uh, he did hint that it's uh, likely a woman. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, Greta, yeah. wasn't Greedo played by a woman? Well, Greedo, Greedo was played... Uh, by Paul Blake in... That's right. Uh, now, I may have this backwards. They did two... Because, see, this and this is the interesting thing about the cantina. There were two shoots. You know, the wider shots, the establishing shots with a lot of the aliens was done in England. Mm-hmm. And then they filmed the insert shots with, like, Hammerhead and the band and uh, additional Greedo stuff was done in Los Angeles. And actually, the first cantina panel I saw... Mm-hmm. Um, which which was was here the last celebration here they had uh, united some of the some of the crew members from both of those crews who had never met each other but had both worked on the scene um, so Greedo uh, was done in two different shoots and one was played by Paul Blake and one was played by a woman and I can't remember her name so two people behind Greedo. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, that's that's what I thought. It's just fascinating that they still don't have all the answers from that scene. It's forty years, you know, down the line, and they're still discovering new things. It's amazing. 
It, it's, it's, it really is. It boggles you know, the mind. You know the story of Bo Shack, right? Like yes. How they figured that out? Yeah, the investigative yeah. journalist and everything. That's an amazing story. That is hilarious. Um, Jim, uh, Bill, before I let you go, uh, yeah. I do want to ask you something that's not really celebra- celebration type stuff, but you've gotten into the restoration of your old toys, right? Correct. Yeah, I've been I've been doing some of the old vehicles and, and play sets and what have you. Have you been able to? I, get, I haven't. I haven't. Go ahead. Have you been able to get the electronics working on some of them? <laughs> yes, I have. Did it? Did, so that was thanks. Good. That, that was thanks to you. Good. You know, part good. of your suggestion. Yeah. On that. Yeah. Good. Um, no, those are those are fun. Those are fun as hell. I mean, because yeah. the electronics are very easy once you know how it works. You can, I mean, anytime, uh, folks, you find you find uh, uh, those old vintage toys without working like electronics. They're very simple to fix. Mm-hmm. I, I've never run into one that I haven't been able to get going. The again, only so. the only problem I've had with one is the uh, um, is the snow speeder. I've had some. I, I can't. Oh, get, yeah? I can't get my snow speeder going. Um, really? Yeah. But it's a lot more intricate because you've got lights and everything that's run into the into the motor and all it's a whole different ball of wax there it's strange yeah the 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 motor on that is a intermittent inter how do you say intermittent right motor right it's supposed to trip so it does that that you know that kind of staggered yeah. noise dun, 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 dun. and make those lights flash so, on it yeah yeah i the ones i had two of those that i've done and, and i was able to get those going oh, really? pretty quickly nice. and i and i think yeah and I think though that if the um, if those lights aren't working though, yeah, then you're you're I think in a little bit of trouble because yeah. those I don't know how you replace. Yeah. I mean, of course they're, I, yeah. I just I don't know where you get those light bulbs sure. and how you know that'd be a whole new skill I'd have to learn. I guess. <laughs> got a got a question from a listener here, Bill. Are you going to give Jimmy Mac that Falcon back? Oh, I did give it back to him. Really? Yeah, our original. Yeah, I did about. Uh, about two or three months ago, I brought it to him. I I did. Um, it's funny because I bought I bought a Falcon used because it had some of the parts that I needed for the old Falcon, and uh, it was it was just completely trashed. And that that was what got me into restoring oh, those nice. sets. Nice. Is because I just I kind of used it as an experimental you know an experimental thing and mm-hmm. started restoring the, this trashed one that I bought for like. Twelve bucks or something, but it had like the uh, the the uh, the uh, chair for the um, the gun, which right. I didn't have, and okay. um, it had a, it had the struts for the the landing door, and I didn't have those. So, um, so I, I ended up restoring both of those, and I gave I gave Tim back the uh, the one that we had when we were kids. So nice. Well, that's good. I, that was nice of you, Jim, uh, Bill. That was that was that was, that's a good brotherly thing to do. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't need I don't need two Falcons. I mean, come on. Indeed. There's only one Falcon, so he can have one and I can have one. Indeed. And we're both happy. Oh, well, Bill, I'm not going to hold you up any longer. I'm going to let you guys go and chill and do what you're going to do. Uh, behave, and I wish I was there with you guys more than you know. All right, Steve. We miss you, brother. All right. Have a good night, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. You too. Take care. All right, that was the Rebel Force Radio guys and Billy Mack. And I want to just, man, thank you so much to them for stopping by and giving us uh, their boots on the ground uh, reaction to things that are going on. Great day. 
at Star Wars Celebration and the Not at Celebration coverage, that Rebels trailer. Looking forward to Season 4 of Rebels, possibly more than I'm looking forward to The Last Jedi. I'm sure we'll be talking about these things for weeks to come and uh, and and be rocking and rolling. Oh, rocking, rocking and rolling. So uh, thanks for joining us on this Not at Celebration coverage. We'll be back tomorrow night to wrap it all up and uh, closing ceremonies tomorrow. They usually make the big announcement about what's next. It will be tomorrow night around 8, 30, 9 o'clock because we've got to go after church tomorrow night. I wish you a happy Easter, those of you who celebrate and those of you who don't. You know what? If you don't celebrate Easter, I wish you a happy Easter because if, if even if it's just another day to you, happy day, okay? Come on. Don't don't bring your don't bring your hate over here. This is Star Wars celebration, not at celebration coverage. We can get along. Thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, uh, the email is geekoutonline at gmail.com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com. Uh, the Twitter is at geekoutloud. I'm at Steve Glosson. And uh, follow the whole Gulliver's at Gulliver's. Until next time, I'm Steve Glosson. For Eric Chernevis. For Scott Rifen, for Shaz Bazaar who got bumped for Rebel Force. Our apologies to Shaz Bazaar who we had to bump for time. Josh Licht, we want to thank everyone who called in. Billy Mack, Jimmy Mack, Jason Swank. Thanks everyone who called in to help make this show what it was. We'll see you on the next Geek Out Loud, everybody. I was Master Luke. I was going to not do this, but I can't help it now. Chewbacca. Princess Leia. R two D two. Yup yup. Yup yup. All right, everyone. (laughs) Have a great night. We'll see you next time.